93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Here we are, Thursday, March 21st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, an employee of a bar in Germantown was shot to death by a patron in the early morning robbery on Thursday. The incident happened at 2.15 at the Del Mar Bar and Lounge on the 300 block of West Shelton Avenue. Police said the suspect was inside the bar at closing when he robbed them. The suspect, who was said to be in his 20s or 30s, had been sitting at the bar like a regular customer at closing when the other customers left. He then announced the robbery. According to investigators, the victim, 54-year-old, 54 four-year-old barback was shot in the chest once. Uh, when police arrived, the victim was found lying inside the bar by the door. He was taken to Einstein Medical Center where he was pronounced dead. Jeez. So sad. The suspect ran from the scene with a couple hundred dollars. Uh, there was surveillance cameras at the bar, both inside and outside as other businesses along the road had cameras as well. So police are currently reviewing surveillance video uh, and then they're asking the businesses for their videos as well. So uh, hopefully the you know it'll be pretty easy for them to find this person. Anyone with information still is asking to contact police. The driver who Coatesville police say was involved in a fatal crash on Wednesday morning is facing vehicular homicide charges. Uh, the crash happened yesterday morning. I reported it all morning long. Business 30 in Coatesville was closed because of the accident. Police said a black Kia Optima was traveling southbound on North 8th Avenue proceeding through the intersection when the car struck a black Chevy Monte Carlo that was traveling east on East Lincoln Highway, which is a uh, business 30. The driver of the Monte Carlo was taken from the scene of the accident to Brandywine Hospital where she was pronounced dead. Police identified the driver that was killed, uh, that driver was killed. Uh, that was 45-year-old Monica Fiorentino McGibbony of Coatesville. Family members say she had just gotten married two months ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, so sad. The driver of the Optima, a 22-year-old Tyree Mansell of Coatesville, was taken into custody. Police say he was driving with a suspended license and failed to stop at a red light. He is facing a slew of charges, including homicide by uh, vehicle. The deadly incident closed Route 30 in both directions for most of yesterday morning. The roadway reopened around 10 a.m. in the accident is still under investigation. No one won the jackpot in last night's Powerball drawing. Overnight, the Powerball jackpot sprung to $625 million. Yes, which means we all have another chance to try to win. Uh, This is now the fourth largest Powerball jackpot in history and the seventh largest prize of any game played in the United States. I did hit the Powerball, though, again last night. So that's That's that's, that's two times in a row. Two in a row. row. And last night, man. It's not that much more to get the additional numbers. Yeah, you get four bucks, I think. Yeah, because that's what I got when I uh, cashed in my Powerball yesterday to play this one. And what, but, does, the, what does the place get? Uh, Where you bought it from? I, <laughs> 10 cents. Yeah, 10 cents, so you I get $4 get. and they get 10 cents. But this one spelled, uh, felt especially good because they, you know, I was I, I picked all my numbers and they were like, well, what do you want what, what is your Powerball? And it was like 21. And then that's the one. Boom. That, I was like, boom. You've got the gift. You've got the gift. It felt good, man. Now go pick all the other numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah buy the lottery tickets for us. We should send Casey down. To he's buy he's clearly tickets. He's, he's in the zone. He's Kathy. our lucky charm. Well, I think Preston, you got it once too, didn't you? I did last uh, last week. Maybe you two should caucus. Well, I, I, I'm a little bit upset because the numbers that I picked yesterday was my family's numbers. Had I picked the family that I grew up with numbers. I would have had two numbers in a Powerball, Listen, which would have oh been like man. ten bucks. Don't need to need. Yeah. Don't need to know the voodoo. We yeah. just need to know that you're on a streak. Wait, what's the difference between your family and the family you grew up with? <laughs> 
My family now. That's, that's such a pressing question. My wife and kids. Me, my... It's not completely logical. Yeah. <laughs> he means his immediate family. Yeah. You mean your your nuclear family. Your... Okay, Preston, my nuclear family. Well, nuclear. I, I didn't know what you meant, the one that grew up. I mean, uh, I didn't know what you meant. I'm sorry. I have a little bit of a migraine. I don't understand. <laughs> All right. Get off my goddamn back. Oh, hey, we didn't even win yet. Yeah, I know. Fighting. That's it, man. Now you're only getting 5% of my winnings. The next wow, drawing man. is Saturday night, but still check your tickets from Wednesday night's drawing. You may have matched some of the numbers. They were 10, 14, 50, 53, 63. Like Casey said, the Powerball was 21, and the power play was 2. The last big win was back on December 26, 2018, when a truck driver from Brooklyn took home more than $298.3 million. Uh, his win marked the third consecutive Powerball jackpot win by a New Yorker in 2018. The biggest all time lottery jackpot was uh, a $1.5863 billion Powerball prize in 2016. Powerball is played in 44 states. The odds of winning the Powerball jackpot uh, are one in 292 million. So, I never play, and yet I get excited when whatever. the number starts yeah. to ascend, and it, will, will it break the record? It's still pretty cool. Uh, the winning number for Saturday's the winning numbers for Saturday's drawing were 30, 34, 39, 53, 67, and the Powerball of 11. So the next drawing is this Saturday. So get your tickets in sports this morning. <laughs> Sacks are yummy. The Sixers beat the Boston Celtics yeah. 118 yes. to 115 last Finally. night in South Bay. Joel Embiid had 37 points, 22 rebounds, and a key block on Kyrie Irving with 35 seconds remaining. And Jimmy Butler scored 15 of his 22 points in the fourth quarter. Baby, 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 baby. To lead the Sixers to their sixth straight win. A turning point came early in the second half when tempers flared. Uh, Marcus Smart took objection to Embiid sticking his left elbow out. And uh, Embiid, with Embiid's back turn, Smart gave him a two-handed shove that sent Embiid falling towards the court. An angry Embiid got up and went after Smart. No punches were thrown and both players were restrained. After an official's review, Smart was ejected from the game for a flagrant two foul. The Sixers, who are still in third place in the Eastern Conference, are off until Saturday when they'll travel to Atlanta to play the Hawks. The Flyers will look to keep their playoff hopes alive tonight when they travel to Chicago to play the Blackhawks with only nine games remaining in the regular season. The Flyers are on the outside looking in. Five points behind Montreal and six points behind the Columbus Blue Jackets. Game time tonight is at 8.30. Villanova will look to repeat as champs and begin their pursuit to a potential third NCAA tournament title in four years. The six-seed Wildcats who won the Big East and finished the season at 25-9 and will square off against 11-seeded St. Mary tonight in a South Region matchup in Hartford, Connecticut. Tip-off is scheduled for 7:20. And former right fielder Bobby Abreu has been selected as this year's inductee to the Phillies Hall of Fame. Hmm. Abreu, who played for the Phillies from 1998 to 2006, will be honored before the game against the White Sox on Saturday, August 3rd, as part of Alumni Weekend. And for the first time in eight years, the Phillies are on the cover of the Sports Illustrated. Four new-look Phillies, as quoted by the magazine, are posing with the words, loved in Philly, feared everywhere else. The four players featured or Bryce Harper posing with teammates Aaron Nola, Reese Hoskins, and JT Real Muto. And that's what I have for you this morning. Bobby Abreu is w- another one of those names that you love to hear Harry Callis say. <laughs> I was yeah. walking Bobby around the house Abreu. all day yesterday doing that. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, just because it's a great way to... Uh, and uh, Mickey Morandini's the Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, good morning and welcome. Today is a Thursday morning. We do have some things set for you. 
Uh, we're going to talk to. We, we spent a decent amount chatting about uh, decent amount of time chatting about this yesterday. But Fran Dumphy retiring as the head coach of uh, Temple Men's Basketball. Yeah. We have him on the program. Today. Awesome, awesome. Yes, yeah, so we'll talk to him in the uh, eight o'clock hour. And we also have the co-captain of the Sons of Ben from, of course, the Philadelphia Union, the fanatical fans. Uh, and his name is Adam Booth, and he's stopping by today, and he's got uh, something he's going to bestow upon us. Really? Yeah, so we'll have that coming up uh. later on. Now, in yesterday's program, a little later than it, it was at this time yesterday, we made an announcement, so I need to bring everybody, I need to bring you early risers up to speed on what we are kicking off today. And it's a chance for you to uh, help us out. Of course, uh, big basketball tourney that's going on right now, so we're kind of piggybacking on board, and we are bringing you Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness, and this is your chance to... Now, our Daily Rush, uh, for those who may not be familiar, are video segments that uh, we post up online, and uh, they're just things that happen on the show. Moments, segments, whatever, interviews, absolutely, musical performances, uh, and uh, the amazing video crew that we have here, Nick Murphy and company, put together these great videos. We post them online for you to get a peek into the studio and some of them we think are kind of entertaining. So, well, in many ways, they end up being sort of highlight reels yeah. of the show's past. And there's a ton of them. So we've taken 64 of them yeah. and we are matching them. We've actually seated them and we have them going head to head against each other every single hour for the next three weeks. <laughs> yes. I don't. I don't and, know if you know this, Preston. Uh, You're wearing Death Is Whack, yeah, which is a reference to the show. Yep. Yes, <laughs> and uh, that kicks off the big event today. It kicks off the big event. Today. Well, this we're going. We're, we're, ta- we're ta- almost taking a walk down memory lane yes. with the Daily Rush videos. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, what we're going to need is your help in determining what the best video is among these sixty-four that we've chosen, and we have them segmented into different regions, not unlike uh, you know a tournament that you've seen from time to time. Uh, so, <laughs> our regions are called. Uh, the Gadzooks region, the Anyway region, the Privilege region, anyway. and the Hey Bitches region. Love it. So Love there it. are four separate regions. So if you guys are set to go, yes, please fire yeah, this yeah. thing up. Here we go. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush All right, so we're going to take two videos. We're going to put them head-to-head, and you are going to vote on them. And you do it through PrestonAndSteve.com. You can go to WMMR.com. Both take you to the same place. And you'll see the Daily Rush Madness link. It's real quick. You just click on it, and right there are uh, links to the videos themselves. You can watch the videos if you like. If you've already seen them, then you know what they are, and you can go ahead and just vote. Yeah, however, know, however you want to play it. Let us know what you think is best. And you can vote through the course of the day. Uh, so we will have our results tomorrow. Of uh, who won what matchups. And yeah. We're just kind of highlighting them as we go through every hour. So the first two matchups we have, number one and seated number one is Preston and Steve try Surstroming. Wow. <laughs> so let me play just a little clip of that to remind you. We'll play short segments of it just to remind you what it was all about. So here we go. I'm going to start to open this. Okay. All, right. All, right. all right. All right. Here we go. I'm all doing right. it slowly so okay. it doesn't explode. Okay. okay. All right. Oh, oh, God. God. It's spraying everywhere. Oh. No, but nope. it's it's like it's like a Viking, an excited Behind Viking. You, <laughs> Behind you, are you gonna throw up? Oh, oh, oh my gagging. god, he's gagging. Have you guys breathed in? Oh! Yes, I, got, I, have to, I, I can't do this. Oh, thank God, I can't smell it. Like, this is the worst thing ever. Uh, I watched I watched that last night. <laughs> I'm just I'm lurching. It was just so nasty. I believe at one point I opened the 
I open the can a bit, and it's like a yeah. bad porn movie sprayed on Nick's face. Yeah. All right, and Matt will be facing off against Bill Weston Two Face, wow. which is seated 16th. And this is when Bill had a uh, uh, went to the dentist, and he had some Novocaine, and half his face didn't work, <laughs> and we just busted his chops the whole time. Here's a quick clip. Hey, can you do this? <laughs> Can't, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Can't. And his face, I mean, half of it is paralyzed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. He tries to smile. We had some fun with it. So you can now vote on that. So check this out at WMMR.com. It is Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness of Begins Today. So that's the first one, uh, first matchup we're going to highlight. And we'll do one every single hour. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get into the entertainment report as well as a stupid question. Stay with us this morning, gang. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big-name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or HandAndStone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Ghost on 93.3 WMMR. Rats. Rats. 6.34, Preston and Steve Show. And it begins. We are doing Daily Rush Madness. Our videos, we're matching them up. Battling against each other. You vote. And our first matchup, we're going to do one every hour. And so we find a winner all the way down to, to one remaining video. And the first videos that are up against each other are Preston and Steve try Sorstroming <laughs> against Bill Weston's Two-Face. Strong competitors, man. We, we have the videos and the voting enabled on uh, PrestonandSteve.com. It's very, very simple to do. You click on the uh, Daily Rush Madness, and it'll take you to all the videos that are matching up against each other today, and you can vote on them in the videos. If you need to rewatch them, right there, it's very, very simple. So go ahead and vote now, and then uh, next hour, reveal which ones are going up against each other. Should be fun. Let's take a look at traffic. See what's up. And Kathy, what do you have for us? We've got a problem on SEPTA's regional rail line. The Paley-Thorndale line suspended service between Th- Thorndale and Malvern, and that is because of a broken Amtrak rail. So service is operating between Malvern and Center City. Also, the Wilmington line, uh, they have an adjusted schedule, and that's because of track work. Uh, it will be through uh, tomorrow. On the roadway, Schuylkill Expressway westbound is slowing from University to South Street. It's then heavy from City to Belmont. Slow again out near Conjahawk and eastbound, uh, starting to back up. From the Blue Route to Conchhagen, Gladwin into Belmont, Montgomery to Spring Garden, 95 southbound. That's jammed from Cotman through to Girard. Once you get to the Vine westbound at Slow 8th to Broad, the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill north on 95, slowing from Highland to Ave to 320. The Boulevard southbound slows Ridge Avenue to the Schuylkill Expressway and 422 eastbound. We have volume building from 29 to 23. 42 freeway northbound slows the Black Horse Pike to 295, heavy 55 northbound from Deptford to 42. This traffic report brought to you by Wawa. Wawa hoagies keep getting better now with more savory meat in every delicious bite for a limited time. You can enjoy a Wawa classic hoagie for $4.99. Come and taste the difference. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. What the f***? 
right, we got a chance for you to win this morning pair of tickets to see Dane Cook at the Met on Saturday, March 30th with our stupid question. And that question is, who was named Time Magazine's Man of the Century in 1999? Mm. Yep, 215-263-WMMR. They always do Man of the Year. Uh, but in 1999, they did Man of the Century. Who was that? That's a, that's a twister. Yeah. One five two six three wmmr Call now. We'll go through some birthdays today, Thursday, March 21st. Derek Wibley, uh, who was the front man for Sum 41, was married to Avril Lavigne for a little while and damn near died from alcoholism. Man, was he right about to yep. die. Yep. It was so critical and brought it back, thankfully. Yep. yep. He uh, he managed to turn it around. So uh, Seems like a likable guy. He's doing a lot better today. He is... 39 years old. Uh, another birthday of someone who is uh, much less famous than their wife, or former wife, I should say. Kevin Federline. Uh, do we have Popo Zhao? Uh, well, we have... His, uh, his masterpiece? Well, we have this. Oh, yeah, this was Casey's response to Popo Zhao, which Kevin Federline tried to have a musical career. Oh, it works, man. I love to leave. And then Con carne or con queso. I'm crashing to cabeza. Taco, taco, taco. That's Spanish for taco. Burrito. Casey, what was the name of this? Uh, Espanol is, span- is Spanish for Spanish. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Kevin Federline, dancer, rapper, former husband of Britney Spears, is uh, 41 today. Just had a legal victory, uh, given a little bit more money to, to for child care. Oh, he, yeah. he was given money from That's my Britney? understanding. Okay. Though I think she has... The predominant custody deal in that case, I always because okay. I, I follow her on Instagram. The kids are always with her in, in uh, Vegas. Okay, uh, forty-one today. Then you have the great Matthew Broderick. Yes, who's been in a gazillion movies over the years. This in particular, Ferris uh, Bueller's Day Off, the legend and the making of, and all that. I'm fascinated with this movie. Yeah, and uh, he was what twenty-nine when they did this. Something like that. Oh, no kidding. Yep, so many good movies. This and uh, before that was War Games and another great movie. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, The Freshman, and another one of my favorites is Election. I haven't watched that in ages. He plays Casey plays the exact kind of character that you, that makes you nervous. The guy who always makes the wrong call. Yep, and it's just nothing goes right. Uh, married to Sarah Jessica Parker, still yep. uh, fifty-seven years old today. Rosie O'Donnell's birthday as well today. Uh, wow. Rosie recently uh, revealing that her, her dad had sexually assaulted her when she was a kid. So it's pretty nasty stuff. She, as you had said, she had always said that he was not a, a good influence at no. all on her. But she was revealed even more dark times. Yeah, I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah. Uh, she's 57. Uh, the great Gary Oldman ah. has his birthday today. How many, you know, look at the roles. Look at the incredible yeah. diversity from Winston Churchill to uh, Sid and Nancy. And I have not watched Darkest Hour. Did you guys see it? I did, yes. Good? Really good. Okay. And plays, I mean, listen, I, I had come into that seeing uh, John Lithgow's incredible performance yeah. as Winston Churchill. But, uh, you know, well, he did a great job, Gary. He just doesn't, uh, I mean, he he absorbs into the character so yeah. well. like yeah. And a guy who could be so incredibly, like in the professional, he's just a maniacal, yeah. evil person, and yet in the Batman movies, he's yep. a great Commissioner Gordon. Yep, Sirius Black in uh, the Harry Potter movies, just a slew of great roles. He's 61. And the last birthday I saw is Timothy Dalton. Uh, uh, Timothy Dalton is, wow, he's 72 years old today. I think a uh, a very overlooked James Bond. He was necessary in the Bond cycle. Mm-hmm. He brought the movies back from the really cartoonish. Rog- the Roger Moore films had gotten a little 
way off the tracks. Not a little way off the tracks. And uh, Year of uh, uh, the, the Living Daylights and uh, License to Kill are two great Bond movies. Uh, so he turns uh, 72 today. So happy birthday to Timothy Dalton. Uh, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Who was Time Magazine's Man of the Century in 1999? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, Harry. Hey, Harry. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Harry, who was Time Magazine's Man of the Century in 1999? Is that Mr. Albert Einstein? It is. Oh. Yes, exactly. Hang on a second, Harry. We're going to get your information, and uh, we are going to set you up. The pair to see Dane Cook at the Met, and that is on Saturday, March 30th. Some tickets remain at uh, Ticketmaster.com. So congratulations, Harry. Why is that not playing? The hell? Hang on a second. There we go. <laughs> we were just talking about Albert Einstein last night. Were you? Not, yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the rumor is that he slept maybe like an hour, two hours a night. Yeah. Like he just did not sleep at all. His brain didn't let him sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He also, like his closet was the same clothes. Same, same clothes. Yeah. 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 yeah Actually, yeah. They, they copied that. You remember the uh, the remake of The Fly? Jeff Goldblum has the same sort of situation in his closet, the same suit. Yeah? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, he, he paired all that stuff out of his life, all those decisions. Interesting guy. Man of the century. Alright, so let's get into some of the entertainment stories. Uh, New Jersey Senator Cory Booker appeared on the Ellen DeGeneres show yesterday and spoke effusively about his girlfriend, Daredevil star Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Uh, a few days ago, Dawson confirmed her relationship with him. Uh, he is a presidential hopeful. Uh, he said her confirmation was wonderful. Uh, she's just an incredible human being. He went on to say, as our relationship... He was asked about the relationship. Right. He, he says, as our relationship grows, it's difficult, but uh, she's just a deeply soulful person and has taught me a lot of lessons about love already. What about her huge freaking hooters, huh? Those are nice as well. <laughs> and sometimes you show the greatest strength when you make yourself vulnerable. He's right. Uh, she really has this nurturing spirit that has made me more courageous. Not what just about her huge freaking hooters, huh? Not just in love that I project and want to see in our country, but even in our personal relationship to love more fearlessly. So I'm very, I very blessed to be with someone who makes me a better person. He's he's really about the living and the loving and the loving and the living of life. And yes. The loving of yeah. living of life, yes. Uh, Booker also jokes with DeGeneres that if he gets into marriage territory with Dawson while running for president, he'll save the wedding for the White House if he's also successful in his bid for the higher office. They have been dating since uh, at least December, so they're officially would that, a couple. Would that be the first wedding yeah. To take place in the... Yes, it would have to be I, historically, I, I, I right? I believe so. There have I mean, been, with, with, a, with a sitting president. There there have been presidents who got married during their term. Yes. Uh, Woodrow Wilson was one of them, uh, and I don't remember who the other one is. But anyhow, ben I don't know Franklin. if they had one at the... At and the Benjamin, and Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin, yeah. of course, <laughs> the great president, Benjamin Franklin. Um, <laughs> was it Buchanan? He was a bachelor. Okay, he's yeah. a bachelor. Also you know, probably... Preston, a bachelor. Yeah. You know, early tin, early grinder, let's just say that. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. All right. Uh, so, anyhow, yeah, maybe if they were to do it at, while, you know, at the White House, that probably would be the first. I Pull think. out all the stops. So, Paris Jackson is slamming reports that she attempted suicide over the weekend. She also claimed that uh, she's getting unfair criticism for her, quote, mellow response. 
to allegations of sexual abuse made against Michael Jackson in Leaving Neverland. I honestly think they should lay off her. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was her father. It's it's quite a predicament. And if she's dealing with stuff or if she believes a part of her believes it was going on and this is a bit of a revelation or however she feels, it's not it's she's not Michael Jackson. Leave her alone. Uh the twenty year old model tweeted they didn't get the crazy reaction they wanted from the doc and a chill, mellow reaction doesn't sell stories, so why not lie and create a story that does sell? Uh pathetic, she said. Uh previously Paris responded to a TMZ report. Uh, that she was placed on a 5150 hold and was hospitalized after attempted suicide on Saturday. She tweeted, F you, you effing liars. Are those medical terms? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, on Tuesday night, Paris was seen out and about with her boyfriend, Gabriel Glenn, or Gabriel Glenn, I'm sorry, on uh, her way to check out Macaulay Calkins' Bunny Ears podcast with special guest Weird Al Yankovic in L.A. Yeah, I miss that little kid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in, uh, in LA, Michael and Paris are longtime friends and, um, he is, uh, also her godfather, Macaulay. I don't know why it says Michael. This service stinks. All right. Do they know how revered you are in the world of entertainment reporting? They're sullying my credibility. Absolutely. On a daily basis. Do you remember Rona Barrett, Preston, the entertainment? That's you. You're a Rona Barrett of our time. Did, uh, did Michael bear a grudge against Weird Al for, for fat? If in hate, he's guts. That is a good question. Actually, the one that Um, did it was bad. That's what I said. Fat. Yeah, fat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. Absurdity. Yeah. Um, I and, think, and, and, yeah. I think he, yeah. That was the rumor. Ah, but so they, I, he he eventually, though, I understand, made nice, whereas Prince never did. Okay. And Coolio, Coolio never was never uh, thrilled no. about, uh, yeah. yeah, the game. What Prince Paris. song was done by Weird Al Yankovic? I don't remember. Was it When Doves Cry? I think it was Raspberry Parfait. Oh, Raspberry. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I don't know. Are you, you making that up? Hang on a second. I think that's a song that we made up when we were at camp. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> it shows you. I love Weird Al, but you should. You can see how easy it is to do it. You know? uh, I don't. I love remember. Rocky Road. It's <laughs> very parfait. <laughs> do you remember any of the lyrics besides no. that? Oh. No. I, I mean, honestly, well, I was in fifth grade. <laughs> Uh, very, very perfect. Nope, don't remember anything. Else. Okay, all right. Well, if so you think Prince, of it- Prince turned down four parody ideas from Weird Al, so maybe he just never even gave him the rights to do so. Okay. I don't. All right. I don't know. Uh, what- yeah. Yep. Uh, but he, right. he did a couple of Michael songs because he did "Eat It." Right. Was the first one, uh, which was really successful. And yeah. Fat, I thought, was hilarious. hilarious. And yeah. the I video, the yeah. video which was, was a meticulous phenomenal. as he was. Always doing at that time. Yep. Meticulous recreation with him in yeah. that fat yeah. suit. You ain't fat. You ain't nothing. <laughs> you ain't nothing. <laughs> he made that grimace look on his face like Michael did in the video. Oh, my God. That was so good. All right. Moving on. In another sign that Kate Beck and Salem Pete Davidson are seriously into each other, uh, Kate introduced Pete to her mom, Judy Lowe. Uh, they went. Mom, out, this is Pete. Let's go. They went out to dinner and marked both the celebratory introduction, but also the sad 40th anniversary of Beckinsale's father's death. Uh, they dined at Nobu along no. with uh, Beckinsale's stepfather Roy Battersby. Uh, Davidson was seen driving with Beckinsale sitting shotgun, and her mom and Battersby riding in the back of Davidson's the name Range Rover. Battersby, it's yeah. a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, that's, great to be here at Nobu. That's the stepfather, Roy Battersby. Battersby, Battersby. 
Uh, earlier in the day, she paid tribute to her father, Richard Beckinsale, who had died suddenly at the age of 31. So he was, he was young when he passed. She wrote on social media, 40 years is a lot of missing. Thank you so much to everyone who has been kind. Lots of love. Uh, Davidson's father also died when he's a child. I didn't know that. No, oh, yeah, nine that, eleven. That may be part of. Oh, really? So I guess yeah, he, he would have been firefighter. A kid. Yeah, he was a kid. Uh, the pair were spotted together at the Golden Globes in January and have been uh, spotted out and about uh, think- several times since then. That has to be something that draws people together, a shared experience, losing a parent earlier. Yeah. You know, it really does. Now, I was 21 when my, my mom passed away. I was you still know, young, I, man. But but still, you know, you, like, when you're a kid, like Rosie O'Donnell, she lost her mother when she was five. You know, it's yeah. it's got to have a big impact. Yep, I would imagine. Hey, uh, Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy are among the 40-plus people involved in the sweeping college admis- admissions scandal, though Huffman was charged and Macy was not. Uh, a source tells E.T. that Huffman and Macy, who have been married since 1997 and also share 16-year-old daughter Georgia together, are struggling under the strain. Oh, you would imagine. Uh, according to a source, though, they said the situation has been uh, very trying on Felicity and William's marriage. They the idiot had to go to college, right? Love each other, but they've been <laughs> arguing a lot. Uh, Felicity and William have uh, an incredibly strong marriage, but the situation has put a tremendous amount of pressure on them. I told you she's a moron! Uh, their close friends were stunned by the news because they always seemed like a uh, like honest, good people. Uh, people who would never lie and cheat to get what they wanted. They almost seemed to pride themselves on their honesty. All the uh, job offers that she had, all the things she was kind of participating in at the time, have gone away. Uh, I believe so uh, actually the fact that B- Bill Macy is not connected to this, it doesn't seem to be tarnished by this. So, yeah. And that's going to be vital because, you know, I, I don't know how well off they are. I assume they have some money in the bank. Yeah, I think they're doing okay. But still, you know, but she's, been, she's been shut down. All right, this is going to sound weird, but $15,000, which is what she w- allegedly paid off, that doesn't sound like that much. That's, that's really, when when you when consider you Lori Laughlin's half a million dollars. Well, right. If yeah. you look at the article that Kathy sent over yesterday to us, it was going through the, the groups, the families who were also part of this investigation, and... Uh, who they are and what they paid and what they supposedly know and what happened. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people who paid well into the six figures. And a lot of these are CEOs of hedge funds. Oh, yeah. And, Law and, firms. And, and boss investment brokers and things like that who have a lot of disposable money. And uh, the, the stories that, that were relayed in that article, Kathy. It like it breaks everything down. It was like straight, straight up the kids. It, and it, it breaks down to what kids, which kids knew. probably knew mm-hmm. that their parents were doing this. And the situations when they sat down to take their SATs or ACTs and yeah, doctors spoon-feeding them the yeah. information and stuff. That's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, so it's uh, uh-huh. there are a lot of people and that were doing are, this. But what started this whole thing? Good question. How did this story break? Is this multiple states, by the way, or is this all in California? Uh, No, there's a guy in Houston who was like part of the kind of running it. He was the ringleader, right? One of them. Yeah, Yeah. I believe the FBI had received a tip off about the USC. Yeah, because well, campus. I, I know that in that article you sent, the, like the I, it was so lengthy. I only read like yeah. the first five scenarios. <laughs> they were all USC in those first right. few stories. So. You know, maybe they started there. I'm not really sure. Oh, the, the college, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe, I don't know, maybe they were all uh, at that college, but there was one of the guys who was involved in, like, you know, the cheating, basically, was out of Houston. He was a teacher in Houston. Okay. Yeah, so there were there were multi, 
levels of this. There was the guy who was brokering the deals to say, I could help basically usher your kid to the school that you want. And then there were the people who were involved in, in making sure that they were providing the SAT answers, the proctors, the coaches that were bought off. Yeah. Uh, it's a multi-pronged investigation. I love the name, though, Varsity Blues. Yep. Yeah, uh, Project Varsity yeah. Blues. Meanwhile, a judge approved a request to delay Huffman's next court appearance in Boston. She was slated to appear beside fellow celeb Lori Laughlin and other parents implicated, but as her lawyer is scheduled to be out of town, she's going to appear on April 3rd. Meanwhile, Laughlin believed, uh, quote, her heart was in the right place when she arranged for her daughters to get into USC, according to Us <laughs> Weekly. You know, the funny thing here, Preston, is that with Lori Laughlin... Her daughter was about to complete uh, pretend pre-law. <laughs> oh, really? And oh, could have defended her in court. Uh, what does this say over here, Nick? It's a great... Uh, I, we may have mentioned it, but I don't know if we ever gave the actual quote of uh, what Vanderbeek said, James Vanderbeek said, when the uh, news of what the... The scandal was called. Was yeah, because he was in Varsity Blues. Yeah. It says, if only there was a succinct turn of phrase these kids could have used to inform their parents they were not de- desirous of their life path. Meaning, I don't want your life. <laughs> exactly. Is that what that is? It's exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Yeah. That was from the trailer of the movie. It was yeah. a big line in the movie. Yeah. I don't want your life. <laughs> nice. Uh, by the way, the source said, Lori Laughlin is a great mom who is completely into her kids and family life. She lives and breathes for her husband and children. Her intentions were pure. And I'm she's sure still they were. I'm sure they were when she spent a half million dollars to get her into USC. You just, you just sort of lost sight. Of what you should have been doing. Yep. Uh, I love this story. Sophie Turner, who plays Sansa Stark on Game of Thrones, sees the spotlight at a New York Rangers hockey game on Tuesday night when the Madison Square Garden Jumbotron zoomed in on on her (laughs) and the crowd had her name underneath her and everything. And with thousands of fans cheering on, she slammed a glass of red wine (laughs) in one gulp and the crowd went crazy. Stood up, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she then pumped her fist, forever endearing herself to the Rangers faithful. It didn't help much because uh, they lost to Detroit in that particular game, but uh, she attended the game with her fiancé, Joe Jonas, who apparently uh, was so proud of her chugging that she posted it on Instagram and drank in praise from uh, other celebrities. A few people had tweeted, uh, like Vanessa Hudgens, who wrote, Amazing. Uh, Nicholas Holt uh, called Turner a true hero. And even Dr. Pimple Popper chimed in. Wow, Dr. Pimple Popper. Writing, Oh my God, Queen. So there you go. <laughs> All right. I love Sophie Turner, man. I've She is stunningly beautiful. And the interviews I've seen with her, she seems really funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, like a great personality. She did dab in the video, though. And uh, from what I understand, dabbing is now out. Uh, people don't dab anymore. <laughs> well, maybe she's bringing it back. Yeah, she might be. She's got that kind back. of uh, Game of Thrones clout. Kathy, Ooh. what's Jonas's joke? Jonas, is he the youngest one, the middle one? I don't know. The I think he's one? the oldest. I don't know. Okay. There's Bobby, Cindy, and Joe. <laughs> but right. she's such a huge Jonas fan. That's, I should know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. For a Jonas fan, I should Kathy. really know the order in which they were born. Kathy was actually asked if she <laughs> could uh, do commercials to advertise their reality show. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In a, this is great news. In a just-released video, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter officially announced that they are reteaming this summer to make a third Bill and Ted movie is going to be called Bill and Ted Face the Music, and it's a it's a fun short it video. This is a, a clip from that. Here we go. Hi, I'm Alex Winter, and I'm Keanu Reeves, and together we are Wild, Wild Stallions. Stallions. <laughs> but we're here to announce something. Yes, 
We want to say thank you to you, the fans, because it looks like we might actually, hopefully, make a movie this summer. Bill and Ted 3. Face the music. Yes. And it is all because of you guys, and so we owe you a huge debt of gratitude, and we wanted to say thank you. Thank you. And be excellent. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I'm excited about this. I, I really am. am. I enjoyed I love the first one. Enjoyed the second one. You know why I love this so much is because Keanu has gone on to be a legit A-list star. He wouldn't have to do this at all. He's certainly helping out Alex Winter. And he's by helping doing... out Alex Winter. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And you can tell in the video that these guys are buds. They're they friends. Are. And and I I really like that he, that Keanu's doing that. And you look at Keanu Reeves. So here's a guy. He is not, um, you know, uh, Brando. He's not. He doesn't have that. But for what he does in his lane. He's fantastic. You know what? And, but he can he can pull off the the drama stuff. I mean, sure. besides, besides action and all of he's that, he's not Daniel Day Lewis. But like, uh, something's got to give. Has been yeah. running like crazy over the past month or so. And I go back and watch. He's great in that. He's really really good in that role. Uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing what they're going to bring. Is it conceivable we'd have John Wick three and Bill and Ted's in the same year? Maybe. So the yeah. movie will be directed. It's it's supposed to hit. It's going to be uh, announced that Orion Pictures will release a film through United Artists uh, nationwide August 21st of next year, 2020. Okay. So now, uh, when is John Wick coming out this year? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the movie will be directed by Dean Parasot. He did Galaxy Quest. Love Galaxy Quest, and that's the perfect. Type, of type yeah. fit for a movie like this, and uh, the screenplay will be reuniting, reuniting franchise writers Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon uh, in the film. Winter, who plays uh, Will- William Bill S. Preston Esquire, uh, <laughs> Reeves will reprise the role of Theodore Ted Logan, and to fulfill their rock and roll destiny, the now middle-aged best friends set out on a new adventure when a visitor from the future warns them that only their song can save life as we know it and bring harmony to the universe. And, and Wild Science hasn't created music yet. No, so no. They didn't have the, the song that was going to do it. Along the way, they uh, will be helped by their families, old friends, and a few music legends as well. So pretty cool, man. Yeah. I was happy to see I'm down with yesterday. it. Yep. Uh, let's see what else I have here for you. Uh, the day, Days of Our Lives leads all programs... With 27 Daytime Emmy nominations this year, edging General Hospital out at 25. My name is Dr. Jake Brick. Uh, I saw a spot on your x-ray. <laughs> Dr. Brick. Uh, both are vying... Listen, we all have to make decisions, and I know this one's difficult. Uh, both are vying for outstanding drama against the younger But if you feel you're a woman, you should become a woman. Uh, which garnered... I'll definitely think about it. Uh, 20 nominations... <laughs> And the bold and the beautiful with twelve. You know, and we just talked about this yesterday, Preston. Mm. I really thought like ninety nine percent of the soap operas were gone. Yeah, and there's still a couple on TV. Yeah, and then there's a couple of web series soap operas that are just like this. Um, it's it's wild. Yeah, usually when I'm um, I'm getting ready to watch the news, which comes on at four o'clock. Yeah, uh, there's still some lingering soap opera stuff still floating. What's around. wrapping up at that time? I, you know what? I don't know the names. Okay, of them. I just see them and immediately I'm like, oh, yeah. I know General Hospital's still on. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's in fact, it's up for twenty five. Okay, uh, awards. Uh, CBS leads networks with sixty one nods. Amazon and Netflix ties second place with forty nine. How wild is that? My name is Rance Cliffface. <laughs> Cliffface. <laughs> I'm your accountant. <laughs> I used to be a neurosurgeon. <laughs> Switch jobs. I lost an orphan girl on the table and affected me deeply. 
And then, of course, I could never get close to the operating table because of my enormous penis. <laughs> oh. Well, we all have our cross to bear. We do have our crosses to bear. Oh, uh, yeah. Would you like a scone and some tea? I have twinings, if you'd like that. Twinings? Oh. Wait, what's a twinings? Wait, what is good that? stuff. Yeah, it's a good tea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. twinings. It's, it's a Bigelow. Twinings, you know. Okay. <laughs> those are good teas All those right guys look... You oh, know, yeah, it doesn't know. matter who you are. You have a little bit of the five o'clock shadow beard. You got the square jaw. It's a who, step up from Tetley. Who was yeah. the first guy? Something Brick. Oh, was it? Oh, it was uh, Dr. Jake Brick. Dr. Dr. Jake Brick. Jake and Brick. I don't know who the second character was. Rance Cliffface. Rance. Oh. <laughs> I wrote them down. Jesus. <laughs> those are. You know what those are names like? What? Those are names uh, like Boogie Nights. Chest. Uh, you know the chest. Yes. I yes. forgot his name. Like so. Chest Langley or something. So hilarious. <laughs> How many? <laughs> How much can you bench? Yeah. <laughs> I love the conversations, though, that they have in bed. Like, the, you know, I, yeah. have oh. you ever had a conver- like a deep, deep, deep conversation oh in bed? No. Is, no. Especially when they're not Stop even. Stop farting is what you yeah. hear. Yeah, when they're not looking at each other. Right. They're both looking, they're, you know, you're looking at the back of the other person's head while right. lying in bed and having There's a conversation. something I want to tell you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do we have soap opera music? Yeah. We should have. Oh, we, yes. really we need should. to find. Do you want classic old? No, 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 not oh, the yeah, organ yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. No, like yeah. like current day <laughs> drama. Uh, Marissa will have to find some, but, but, but I don't think we have anything. The funny here. thing is, is all right. So the, there's two types of conversations. There's pre-sex conversation and then post-sex conversation. Okay. Right. And guess what? Neither of those actually ever exist. You know the conversation where they're like talking and then they'll, they'll like kiss in between, so, and then they'll talk a little bit more. I was, and, oh yeah. So I was like, watching. Now um, there's an actress who's on uh, Life in Pieces. Hunter King is her name, and she's gorgeous. Yeah, and she's on one of the soap operas. And so the guy, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm watching a bit of it, and, she, and they start to make love, but Case. That, like his shirt comes undone, yeah. and then they go away to two scenes, and then they come back, and then she starts. You know, and I, so you, I guess we're left with the impression yeah. for the better part of fifteen minutes, they just stood there looking at each other, uh, waiting for her to take her top off. But it, uh, you know, that's, but the reality is that's this. the fuel of the soap opera. Once you start sex kissing, yeah, uh, there is no conversation. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> can we get to the handy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to have intercourse now. Intercourse. Yeah. Why do we go up to coitus? Why do we go to the bedroom and have sexual intercourse? <laughs> that would be good. Well, there's still uh, still a lot of people watching those shows, and uh, they're up for a whole uh, lot of. Evidence. My brother's at the door. Chip Granite. Hey, hey, hey! Chip Granite. <laughs> you have different last names. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's a long story, but my mother married a. Puppeteer from Sicily. His name was Nunzio Rock. <laughs> okay, so we have brick, cliff face, granite, and rock. <laughs> oh, we got uh, soap opera music. Are now. you serious? Yes, here we All go. Right, let's try this out. Here we go. Yes. yes. I have oh. to tell you something. Wait, was I that it? No, I just hit the, the wrong button. We don't have a lot of music. Uh, <laughs> we ran out of I music. I have something to uh. tell you. We have very little thing music. Uh, wait a minute. Hold no, no, on. no. Start over okay, again. Here, there we go. Fat fingers. I have something to tell you. <laughs> you know, I've been in this wheelchair for the better part of ten years. I'm gay. <laughs> You were going to say you could walk. Uh, that too. <laughs> that too. 
thought it would be easier. I need to process this. <laughs> well, process away. <laughs> I saw it spelled once. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the word process spelt yeah. once. Process. Process. That's how it's pronounced. It's actually... Not that. It's actually process. <laughs> <laughs> I have oh. something to tell you. Okay. Last night after we made love, yeah. <laughs> I made a poo-poo in the bed. <laughs> I have an issue with my bowels. I was erecting an orphanage along the Amazon River and was bitten by a mosquito. <laughs> Rendered my sphincter useless. <laughs> that low humming you hear at night, that's it. <laughs> in essence, crying out for help. But now you're on the donors list for Absolutely. a new sphincter. Right now in a, yeah. in a cooler on the <laughs> plane traveling to Kennedy Airport is a sphincter. It's from my dad who died in a motorcycle accident. <laughs> All right, so maybe that scene will be up for an Emmy. Nunzio Rock. <laughs> He's dead. Nunzio, the famous Italian puppeteer. Nunzio Rock. <laughs> Oh, which name will we use for the lesson question today? <laughs> we'll find out later on. Hey, can I jump in here real quick? Yes. Uh, because uh, this is a note from uh, something we were talking about earlier. Yes. With uh, Weird Al Yankovic and Michael Jackson and Prince and all that. Right. So, okay. Very perfect. <laughs> right. No. So Craig Lagan says Michael Jackson loved Weird Al. He gave Al access to the same set he used for Bad to shoot the fat video. Weird Al never did a Prince song because he can never he never got permission. All right. Coolio didn't like Amish Paradise song because Weird Al never asked him to use it. Uh. The thing is, Gangsta's Par- Paradise wasn't a Coolio song. It was a Stevie Wonder song, so he didn't even need Coolio's permission. I never knew, and he'd leave it up to, to Craig to know this stuff. I didn't know that Gangsta's Paradise, was, I thought that was a Coolio song. I, yeah. Well, he performed it for the... Uh, yeah. The, the movie well, soundtrack. Well, maybe he was a performer, but yeah, Stevie I, I assume Wonder you mean it was a Stevie Wonder song, meaning that the music underneath was uh, sampled. We can pull. I, I don't know. Maybe um, he wrote not the lyrics. The lyrics I don't right? Know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think the lyrics. Yeah. And then uh, that, last, be, that doesn't sound very Stevie Wonderish. Mm-hmm. Last character note from Craig Lagans: uh, Brock Landers and Chest Rockwell were the characters. Chest Rockwell, Boogie Nights. Chest <laughs> Brock Landers, Jesus. <laughs> Okay. By the way, um, those those John Holmes movies, if you and that's what it's based on. I mean, Dirk Diggler's basically John Holmes. Yeah. They were exactly like that. Preston, there were a yeah. series of ones where he was a, a private dick. Get it? Yep. And uh, had all that stuff going on. All right, we have to. We got to move along quickly. And I have uh, two more stories. I know we sidetracked with a lot of soap opera <laughs> moments, you. but it was uh, beautiful. So <laughs> I'm happy that we did it. All right, so Emma Roberts and Eva, Evan Peters have uh, ended their engagement. It is uh, apparently over. So oh, um, I have something to tell you. <laughs> For the past ten years, I've been an X Men. An X Men. I'm an X Men. Uh, Roberts is now dating a Triple Frontier star, Garrett Headland. Oh. Uh, yeah, and that's a soap opera name. Uh, yeah, yeah source step up too. Sources tell us weekly Emma and Evan were heading for a split and now are just friends. <clears throat> I just want to be friends. Friends. I just want to be friends. <laughs> She's Julia's. Maybe niece. we can have you up to the school and I can show you where the gifted kids sleep. <laughs> She's Julia's niece and Eric's son, right? Yeah, Emma yeah and you know what? Yeah, 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 I yeah. I think now I find her attractive. Yeah. I yeah, think she's so. Cute. She's cute. Oh, she's made it then. Yes. Uh, I know for her it's a personal achievement to know that I think she's attractive. She now has value. Yeah, yeah. I just want to let you know. I just want to let you know. Not so much in Weird the Millers. <laughs> but now I, I think you're attractive. 
All right, so they, uh, they're apparently dating. And then one last story and happy news. Jessica Simpson is a mom again. I have something Aww. to tell you. What do you have? You're a mom. <laughs> All what? that screaming and stuff last night when the blood came out of your cooter. Oh, oh God. Guess what I found? Oh, my God. <laughs> a baby. A baby. Preston, did you see the pregnant photo she posted? Dude, her the child was ten pounds and thirteen ounces. She was huge. Yeah, she and not for anything. Huge. Jessica uh, has always been uh, buxom, mm-hmm. uh, but now we're nuclear level. Uh, the singer and designer, who is married to former NFL player Eric Johnson, welcomed a new daughter. Uh, Simpson announced on social media. She said her daughter. Uh, named Birdie Mae Johnson, weighed 10 pounds, 13 ounces. So wow. that, that is a very large baby. Wow. Uh, the couple who married in 2014 have two children, two other children together, Ace, who is five, and Maxwell, who is six. So You know what? I follow her on uh, Instagram as well. I don't know how I ended up following her, but... Um, oh, she's got big boobs. You know what? It wasn't the big boobs, though. There was something, uh, some, something that she was doing. She hangs out with the family, and she seems to be like a really her. good mom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, yeah, you yeah. follow her? Yeah, I do. Okay. I don't know why I'm following. Well, it's crazy. All right, uh, we're ready for clips. So let's get to those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me there, Preston. <laughs> Wrong page. Okay. <laughs> I have guess. Grey's Grace Anatomy. <laughs> I have something to tell you. You know that big meal I ate earlier? What? What? You can say it. It gave me gas. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy in its 15th season continues to follow Meredith Grey and her fellow surgeons of uh, Grey Sloan Memorial Hospital. Her name is Grey and the hospital is named Grey? That's I've stupid. I've never known that. I have something to tell you. It's been on for 15 <laughs> years. You in the it's hospital. Really oh, we that's can't. the clip. I'm sorry. Oh, what happened? The clip here. What's like, happening? The music, and, the, voice. the music and the clip are on the same you. thing. I'm so I can't, voices. I can't do the clip. All right, no problem. Uh, they navigate. Yes, we can. It's really bizarre because, oh, you know, Jesus. on some days you feel like you feel. Oh, we can do that now? Why? Well, I moved it over to the uh, Zeta okay. system, too. So, Dude, it's 10 after oh, 7. All right, let's go. Come have, on. Come on. Huh? I've said that you tell you were late. All right, so turn. Jesus. <laughs> Ellen Pompeo talks about what it feels like to continue the series after so many years. Here we go. It's really bizarre because, you know, on some days you feel like you feel. The, the history and you feel like you've been here forever and then other days you feel like it hasn't been 14 years you feel like it's flown by i don't <laughs> give a f- uh gray's anatomy tonight abc eight o'clock next clip i have never liked that show gotham tells the story behind james gordon's rise and prominence in gotham city before batman's arrival and in this clip uh cameron bikandova reflects on her top secret audition for catwoman here we go well i mean i auditioned for a girl named lucy and she was a 14 year old street thief who was an orphan the actress had to be good at cat movements and i was pretty naive i was like oh cat movements (laughs) okay and you know with my dance background i thought that that was a blessing in disguise i was just like whoa perfect this is it this is mine I love this show. So damn good. If you get a chance, Preston, when you're looking for something to binge, it's wrapping up, get involved with it. You'll we had it. her in our studio right as the show was beginning and or her character on there. And uh, she was she was only 13, 14 years old, but you could just tell by looking at her. She's going to be stunning when she gets older. If she's a good actor, she's got a hell of a career ahead of she her. She is. And yeah. she's. And remember, we were commenting on how much she looked like Michelle Pfeiffer. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same facial uh, features, eyes, and everything. 
Uh, Gotham is on tonight uh, on Fox at 8 p.m. And there you go. That's your entertainment report this morning. All right. uh, When we return, we're going to have a new matchup to bring you up to speed on with Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness, which is going on. Our video is going head-to-head per your votes. 64, it's a bracket system, seated, the whole deal, different uh, regions and everything. So we already have the first video, which is when we tried Sir Stroming uh-huh. versus Bill Weston's Two-Face after he got Novocaine in his mouth. <laughs> if you don't remember those moments, go check out the videos. We have them all right there. for Very easy. If you only want to watch a little part of it, just to remind yourself, and then you can vote. So we'll take a break, come back in a second. We'll tell you what the next matchup is, and we are asking for your help. All of this through WMMR.com. Preston We will return shortly. Now, more with Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness. All right, something brand new. We've started our Daily Rush videos, which are brought to you by Punchline Philly. Uh, are up and running, and we are going to have these videos battle it out against each other, and you get to vote which ones are your favorite. And we've uh, we've regioned them, we've seeded them, and now we have them matching up against each other in bracket form. Uh, our first one for the 6 a.m. hour was our Sostroming against uh, Bill Weston's Two-Face. I can't even call that one. Now we have Caitlyn Jenner's Dinner Party... Against Preston makes up the number Faye. <laughs> so uh, what we'll do is we'll play a short clip each time we have these going up against each other. And you can vote for them. You can see the videos in their entirety at WMMR.com. If you want to watch them, you can. If you don't want to, that's fine. If you don't have t- time, you can go ahead and vote. Voting is very simple. It's just a click and you're done. So uh, this is Caitlyn Jenner's dinner party. Just a little slice of it to remind you. <laughs> Yeah, well, look who it is. <laughs> it's LeVar Burton from Reading Rainbow. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously? No way. <laughs> they usually bring something, too, like a That's little right. housewarming well, gift. Is some Some delightful. This is what they call a bunt cake. <laughs> How do you get the icing inside? One of the great... Wonders of science. <laughs> well, that's the first time we had, oh, look, there wow. it is. And uh, that video is going up against the time that I apparently created a number called Faye. <laughs> and here's a little clip, clip of that. Uh, number Faye is Ray from Star Wars. Number Faye? Number Faye. Did I say number Faye? Yeah, because yeah. Ray. I just said that was a wow. Hey, Preston knows all the hit words for free. <laughs> And counting down from Faye. Faye. And now number Faye. All right, so if you want to watch the videos here at WMMR.com. Is it narcissistic that I enjoy watching our own videos? No, I just I think I think it's because I had so much fun the first time around. Also, that I'm able to enjoy it again on subsequent viewings and listenings. I know you would have that fear, but uh, the tr- truth of the matter is that Nick Murphy and, and his uh, crew there captures everything in a way like we. We we don't see it that way. We don't experience it that way. Yeah, so true. so true. And a lot of times there'll be flourishes and just simple by a simple edit can make something yeah. oh my god, I didn't realize that Casey was had that was suppressing a laugh or whatever and, and that or, or or a face you had and it really, it's a lot of fun. So even if it is, I'm loving this. So help us out with this and uh, vote for your favorite videos. We do five matchups each morning. And this is going to go on for three weeks. It may get a little old after a little while. But we're going to get closer and closer to narrowing down one that is the tops of them all. And like I said, it's sponsored by uh, Punchline Philly Fish Town's newest comedy club restaurant and bar. We actually have a new uh, Daily Rush video that's up today. It's uh, Taylor Swift's stalker gets a job. Uh, and it's a kind of a catch-me-if-you-can scenario. If you want to check that out, that's available on com. But 
We are doing uh, Daily Rush Madness, so help us out with that. Uh, there's an audio clip I want to play. I purposely did not listen to this, Steve. You, did, you described it to me earlier Yeah, there's morning. actually three of them, Preston, and it, it comes in a progression. So what happened was uh, it's a Miami man, of course a Florida man, named Jesus Alvarez, or Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Uh, uh, and he pled guilty uh, this week to torching his girlfriend to death, poured oh gasoline God. on her, and set her on fire with the match. And he's up in front of the judge... And he tries to explain how he's he was the victim, and you hear the judge. What the judge starts to kind of in a in a I can't believe I'm having to say this way. Okay, in clip one, and then it progresses to clip two. He's just not getting it. Oh dear! God. And it's bizar- It's bizarrely amusing for such okay. a horrible thing. All right, here's the yeah. uh, the first clip. Here we go. I didn't mean to do this. You know what I'm saying, Mr. Robbins? When you quit. Gasoline on someone, okay, and you light a match. Okay, but this Generally, it's not a good outcome. Uh, it, it wasn't. Okay, for one, it wasn't. All right, so I didn't mean uh, to do this. Yeah. is what he said, and she goes, "When when you put gas on someone and light on fire, then uh, it's not a good outcome." Yeah, and he yeah. said, "Okay." And yeah, then, I can see your point. All right, here's the next clip. You come home and you walk in your house, and you see the woman that you love, or another man doing the thing in there. And the moment that he, you know, especially if you if you have anything in your head or you drink or something, you don't know what you do. I, I, I really can't understand. So you lit her on fire. <laughs> so you, you lit her yeah. on fire. You caught her cheating, but do you understand, sir? You lit her on fire. Yeah. He's saying, you know, you have. He's saying this was a crime of passion. Uh-huh. I guess, right? She's not buying it. Okay. Because apparently, what happened is that there was. Obviously, they didn't just sit there while he. Uh, as from what I understand, the story had happened later where he. You know, got the gas and set her on fire. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So here's the uh, the last clip. So if I were to be, if I were to be a woman, if I were to have that woman burned to death, I would have left her right there. But, but she I just, did burn to death. Okay. I can't even begin to wrap my head around the idea that somehow you're the victim. I mean, there is a guy who just will not take ownership. Wow. Of uh, you know. But, but I, if I didn't care, she died. I know exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, the saying is, you can't fix stupid. Exactly. And uh, and he's a Florida man too. This guy's so, an idiot. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so it, it was there. Is the trial done or they... uh, that was? I believe the sentencing stage where wow. he had his uh, his chance to talk to the judge. I don't think he convinced her. No, I don't think so either. Wow, that's pretty messed up. Well. That's uh, that's an idiot right yes. there. That's uh, that's an, uh, a psycho, actually, on top of it. <laughs> hey, I saw this other story that I thought was uh, kind of interesting. Um, I, I have an 18-year-old. Uh, you know, my son is, uh, my oldest son is 18, and we're starting to kick around. You know, that term adult now is used yes. once you turn 18 years old. Right. How, how's that met when you bring that up? Uh, you know, it's, it's nothing that we, you know, bang around. But, uh, you know, we do remind, you know, yeah. that legally, uh, in the eyes of the law, you're 18 years old, just to let you know. So, that means you can make your own decisions. You can yeah. be held responsible for your actions and so on and so forth. But I I look at that <laughs> now that I have an 18-year-old <laughs> and the thought that at 18 you're considered an adult insane. Mm-hmm. You're a teenager still. I remember you know when I, mean? I was when I turned 18 I was like, "Really?" Yeah. So I I always thought I would I considered 21 the beginning because I figured, "Okay, that's when you sign the legal document and it's there's really not a lot of wiggle room out of it at that point." Yeah. But I remember Preston, I'm not even sure I feel like an adult now. I know. 
I, I was watching an NHL game the other night. I don't know if it was the Flyers or not, but uh, one of the teams in the league brought up an 18-year-old. <laughs> and uh, he's the youngest player in the NHL at this point. And I just was thinking, uh, like you were, Preston, about what I was like when I was 18 and, uh, quite frankly, what I was like at 21 and then 25 <laughs> and what an idiot I, I was and some days continue to be. And I just... How can you be held responsible at 18 uh, because you're so stupid? At because that you age? also know right from wrong. You and, do. And, and there's a long, uh, you know, so even kids these days and, you know, back when I was a kid, uh, you know right from wrong, right? right? So, it's, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, he's just a kid or she's just a kid. Well, does she know the difference between right and wrong? Yeah. You know, not that she can or he can be, you know, charged or, you know, at or 18, treated you like an adult. Yeah, yeah. But Preston, can you still ground your child? At 18 years old? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. All right. At yep. what point does... Uh... You know why? Because I own everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why. Right? Well, I'll you know take what? that If you're me. Li- if, if yeah. he's living... Now, yeah. So at what point, say, say um, he's going to college and yeah. he's living at home? Yep. It, it, can you ground Listen, him? If, if I, I, okay, yeah. yeah. As long as you're... As long as you don't have to pay for anything, <laughs> I can do what I want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I will take the car... Uh, your residence and whatever else. Right. I had to throw that out not long ago. I, did I, you? I, yeah. How did it feel? Bad. <laughs> I'm horrible, sure. Yeah. Terrible. But uh, you know, I I think I used the line of, uh, you know, try living off that part time job you have. Yeah. Uh, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, can so. still be. He can still be on your health insurance. Uh-huh. He yeah. can't rent a car. He can't go to some and rent. Uh, hotel rooms, so yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like can't the buy fact, booze. the fact that you can't buy booze, the mm-hmm. fact that uh, you can't do all of those things, but you're considered an adult. I don't know. And yeah. I have a point to this, which I'll bring okay. up in just a moment here. Well, I'm all, uh, now I'm getting back to the grounding thing because I I was thinking that um, you even in your like full blown adulthood can sort of get grounded without your wife actually saying you're grounded. Yeah. You know, you can get actually <laughs> grounded. You can kind of get in trouble where it's like, you know, normally on a Friday night, I'd be able to go out and have some, you know, drinks with my buddies. But I messed up earlier this week, so I kind of probably should stay in. That's great. If anybody is a full-grown adult and has been grounded, grounded. please call us because I want to hear that story. 215-263-WMMR. By your spouse, by your parents, whatever it may be, I would like to hear that story. But, but yeah, as long as you're beholding to uh, someone else taking care of your living, then, yeah, you can be grounded. If you know uh-huh. what's good for you, you'll you'll adhere to it as well. But the reason I bring this up, there's new scientific research that's fine that people don't really hit adulthood. And I agree with this until you're in your 30s. I clearly remember... When I was 28 years old and I started working at WDREA, just turned 28. Right, right. Man, I, I should have been a full-blown adult by then. And I did not feel like it at all. I didn't feel like it mentally. I didn't act like it. To some respects, I acted like it responsibly. But I still was being an idiot, you know, I, yeah, it's, and, it, which is your entitlement before you become and an, an adult, I think. I know what you're saying, and it's weird because I say this all the time right now. I, there are still aspects. I mean, if you look at my room, it's the room of a 15-year-old boy. <laughs> but, but the truth of the matter is is that there are things that, that, uh, that I'm very adult on. So I would say, Preston, in, the, in my 30s, I got married. And I, you know, and, and, and started to take, uh, a, a, you know, steps in life that mm-hmm. are classically associated with a, a level of maturity. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I could I could see that. I mean, in your 20s, mentally, I don't 
there's not a lot of difference, or at least in attitude and spirit, right. between what I am right now and what I was in my 20s. I didn't, and I'm sorry to interrupt, Casey, but but it wasn't until my 30s that I started really thinking about saving money and, you know, the, 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 the long game. Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah, start yeah. thinking about that until my 30s. There, I, I feel like every single step of my adulthood, there was somebody there, and I'm probably guilty of doing the same thing, but there was somebody there that was already a few steps above me that was there to make me feel like I was still a kid, right? So when I'm 18, there was somebody who was 21 going, oh, man, you know. And then when I was To make you feel like a a kid, I got you. And then when I was 21 going to the bars for the first time, there was somebody there who was 25 going, oh, my God, I can't believe you're you're, you're such a, you're a kid. Oh, my God, I'm so old, you know, and... I probably did those same exact things. Well, John Mulaney was on uh, the Seinfeld, you know, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, and he talked about how when he was a kid, he acted like an adult. Like he would would go read the newspaper at a cafe, like when he was 10, 11, and uh, and sit there with a cup of coffee and read the news. I do believe there are some people who are old souls. Yeah. And that they mature sooner than others in in that mini mature personality-wise. I was um, not that person. Um, I had levels of it, but I've I've always had sort of a childlike whimsy. <laughs> I'm going to go to these calls in just a second here, Casey. But let me let me mention this: University of Cambridge researchers examined the brain. Uh, neuroscientist uh, Peter Jones says what we're really saying is that to have a definition of when you move from childhood to adulthood looks increasingly absurd. <laughs> he said it's a much more nuanced trend. Excuse me, transition. That Agreed. T- that takes place over three decades. Looking at it another way, the brain is going through major changes when a person is an adolescent, uh, accounting for much of adolescent behavior, but the changes don't end as soon as someone leaves their teens. Jones says there isn't a childhood and then an adulthood. I c- People are on a pathway. They're on a trajectory. I can give um, uh, a verification of that. And also, Preston, if you're playing it right as you get older... Uh, there's a greater, uh, there's a big exhale to life. Uh, yeah. The amount of pandemonium and hand wringing that occurred when I was young. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Uh-huh. That you know, if you're playing it right, that starts to diminish. All right, I'm gonna go to some adults who have gotten grounded. <laughs> I love this. Um, Gotta hear this. I'm gonna go to Nick. Hi, Nick. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys today? Good, Nick. So uh, we want to hear your full grown adult. You got children and everything. And, uh, and what happened? And I, and I totally got fully grounded. Okay, do yeah. tell. <laughs> so my, my wife gets done work later than I do, so I do all the kid responsibilities after school. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, you know, it was a nice day. So you know, I took the kids to the park, but it had rained, you know, a couple of days before. And I mean, we all came home looking like muck monsters, <laughs> <laughs> complete mud. We were playing on the slides. And mm-hmm. It was my poker night. I brought the kids home. Dinner wasn't ready. Homework wasn't done. And she and I'm like, all right, babe, I'm getting ready to go to poker. All right, wait, let me back up a second. So, so the kids can't, the kids didn't get their homework done. Okay, so that was all right. And then you said you're going to poker, and no, they not only did they not get their homework done, but we were all filthy because we were playing outside and Uh it rained like the night before. We were all playing outside. Uh (laughs) So uh, I get dressed real quick. They're all still muddy in the house, and I'm like, all right, babe, I'm getting ready to go. And she just gave me the look. Like, you better not leave. <laughs> and I, sure enough, did not leave. And I got the kids cleaned up, and that was my evening. And you were grounded. Did she have to say as much, or did just a look get it done? 
<laughs> yeah, the look just was enough. So okay. you were visually grounded. Yep. <laughs> Did you call the guys? I'm like, guys, I can't come over. <laughs> yeah, I can't oh, play. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's I like, got oh. dirty playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making it tonight. I don't feel good. Uh, <laughs> you called yeah. in sick to poker. Yeah. I love it, Nick. Thanks, My tummy man. hurts. Appreciate it. Uh, let me go next to, hang on first, I'm going to go to Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi, good morning, Amanda. So you got grounded by your husband? I did. Um, <laughs> let me preface this story with my husband's wonderful. I love him very much. I got very drunk. Okay. We're going to go into it with, I went to it. I'm 31. I went to a Flyers game, and I showed the tops of my shoulders. I had a flash dance shirt on. The Flyers flash dance shirt. I was in the theme. My husband just didn't feel comfortable with it. We ran into an old friend of ours. I was drunk. This guy kind of hit on me. I hit on him a little bit. I was hammered. The whole, this is it. You're giving the wrong impression. Are you out of your mind? We've been married. We argued the whole car ride home. I cried a whole lot. He yelled a whole lot. The very next day, we did not speak. Four days later. We did not. We started talking again. It was Valentine's Day. We got on the good terms. He turned around and pretty much said, never again. <laughs> wow. Never, never again. again. He grounded you from Flyers games? No, he, he barred me from showing my shoulders. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Apparently, you have some rocking shoulders. Apparently, I do. <laughs> it's, it, I I apologize profusely. I'm so sorry I made you feel uncomfortable, but it's your shoulders. I wasn't showing full-blown yeah. nips. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> hey, Amanda, what did you end up doing with that top? Did you throw it away? I kept it for a week, and then we had a different Flyers event, and I said, listen, is it okay if I wear it? I really like it. And he said, I thought I told you it pissed out the wrong image. Wow. Well, you're, you're very, uh, to be honest, you're very understanding. I, I, I don't, listen, you, you had a little bit of a misstep. You got a little too lit up. I get it. But I don't know if that's the kind of law a husband lays down, you know? I didn't see it. Well, I think what really put it in the hyperdrive is there was another dude that was involved. Mm-hmm. And he was jealous. I mean, it, 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 all right, so. She said she hit on him, too. Yeah, yeah. Him. yeah. That, that was a mistake. That sounds like flirting, though. Yes. In fairness, she was hammered. Yeah, yeah. okay. But if the tides were turned, <laughs> I think maybe, you know, your husband wouldn't be allowed to wear those boy shorts and be able to flirt with the girl. You know, it, to me, it seems a little domestic abusey. Right? Well, it, it is. It is abusey. not domestic abusey, more Gary Busey. All right, yeah. Uh, I would... He's absolutely right. If, if the shoe was on the other foot, mm-hmm. my horns would have been twisted to the point that it would have been like, all right. All right, well, we're never going to a Flyers game. Well, man, if you're cool with that, let me <laughs> ask you, though. Let me ask you, how far did it get with this other guy? Did you give him shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> um. My husband told me I kissed him. I thought I was kissing his cheek. Billy told me I was kissing his neck. Oh, over there. Well, yo, okay. Yo. Man, when your your shoulders come out, you get slutty. Yeah. I get, yeah, it's hammered. I, I'm an adult now. I can't. Hammered. <laughs> yeah, get rid of the shirt. Yeah. This well, shirt's bad, man. Grounded from clothing. Interesting. Grounded from clothing. It was kind of like, nope, you ain't wearing that no more. Okay. <laughs> I love this girl. I love you, Amanda. You're great. Uh, thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. You too. We'll see you later. Uh, I want to go next to Clinton. Hey, Clint, you're on the air. Good morning, guys. How we doing? Doing good, man. So tell us about your full-grown adult and you were grounded. <laughs> well, uh, I ended up having to stay later at work, and I told my wife that I would pick up my uh, my in-law. 
from school, and I forgot to uh, do that. So I called her halfway through. I said, look, you want to go pick her up. She started freaking out on me. You don't have any commitment, you know, blah, 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 blah. You're grounded. I'm like, from what? She's like, you're not going to play. I know you got that Spider-Man game. You're not going to play that. <laughs> she grounded you from video games. That's <laughs> a full-on. That's a kid's grounding. That's what you do to a kid. So let me get this straight now. You're picking up your in-law from school? Yeah, but it doesn't end there. Okay. I, could, I couldn't watch what I wanted to watch. I had to sit through romantic movies. <laughs> Now, mind you, I felt like my penis went into me like Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> but you were you were so guilty you went along with it. Yeah, sure, let's just go along with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't play Spider-Man and had to watch romantic movies. How, how long were you locked out of the video game? Uh, well, uh, it's been three weeks now. It's been three, three weeks. weeks. Currently. Wow, you're still in video game jail. Wow. That's a yeah. long grounding. That, that is, is for just, I mean, for... Honestly, did you did you forget or did you just not want to pick them up? No, honestly, I forget. Okay, <laughs> all, right, all right. Thanks, Clinton. We appreciate it, man. By the way, in the whole grounding thing, when, when, when you're grounding a kid, you have to consider the timeline. Yeah. And words like a month can fly out of your mouth very quickly. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering about and that. And then you stop and think about it. Oh, my God. They, I, they can't watch TV for a month? What the hell are we going to do all I'm day not long? Because it impacts you. So, now so, I have to entertain them. Do you do you have to? Is the course of action such? I don't have kids, and I, my parents were, were exceptionally good at, at this stuff, so I don't remember exactly ever having an issue. But do you ruminate on it, like with a court? Do you? We're going to consider your punishment sometimes. Okay, but sometimes you're so pissed off at whatever just, just happened, that you just boom right now. Oh yeah, yeah, judge, jury, executioner. Ten right years now. without food. <laughs> yeah, <right>. seriously, <laughs> ten so years. I, well, I'll go. No video games, and he's like, "Well, for how long?" I'm like, "Forever." <laughs> Forever's not good. You got to go a yeah. little bit less than forever, but a more than a day. If, well, are you then, ever going to have kids? They won't play either. Yeah. Well, and then he said, he goes, "Well, really, is it really going to be forever?" I'm like, "Okay, now we're getting into questions. Like, stop it." It's the worst thing to do, though, to reverse a, a decision. Like, if you say a month, and then well, okay, just a week. Well, are you showing weakness to the no. enemy? No. What you have to do is is you you take you you make mental stock of that, and then yeah. you go, okay. After two weeks, if they're good, I can let them out. You know what I mean, or something okay, like that. Right, so, right. so you can you can have the uh, a, a what what would be the proper word? I guess uh, out for good behavior. Yes, you know, Ti- time served. Time served. <laughs> we were never grounded as kids. I can remember the one and only time I was ever grounded. Like mm-hmm. my parents, kind of uh, they like my mom would always make us feel like. I guess, but like, just feel so bad about the situation that she was like, I didn't have to ground you because you felt bad about it. What did you do? Did you leave the house not as pretty as normal? <laughs> Shut up. No, but I remember the one time I ever got grounded and I wasn't allowed to go to a party and I had to stay home. And I just remember it being like, I think it was probably in like middle school. Okay. I remember it being like so terrible mm-hmm. that I could not go. Everyone was there. All my friends were there and I had to stay home you in know my what? bedroom. Kath, I remember being grounded and being let out of being grounded to go to a party. And I, I think, you know, I didn't really drink much in high school, but I was at a party and somebody snuck alcohol in a hairspray bottle and then sprayed it on my face. So I came home just reeking a booze. Yeah, no so way. So I was grounded for a while. And then I was like, Mom, 
I was invited to this party, and like all the popular kids are going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and she let me out and of she it. Let, she yeah. let me go to the popular oh, kids okay. party. That's a good mom. That was yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. And then in return, buy... you showed her how to use her VCR. Yeah. <laughs> I'm along with your mom. I don't buy the. You got sprayed in the face with alcohol. No, it's the truth. Right. And then I was they, in Jen Burke's basement, and then they put cigarettes in my mouth <laughs> yeah. and made me smoke them. And they made me and inhale. They made me finger blast this girl. Who's whose basement? <laughs> oh, dude. Casey just full on spit water out of his mouth all over the place. Whose house was it? It was the Jim Burke's house. Her grandma was watching Jim her. Berg. Her parents were away for the weekend. And oh, God, oh, those wow. are, as yes. a kid, it's funny the way you approach it because on both sides you have the, the parent who's, who's handing down the sentence and the trauma of being a kid and remembering receiving that sentence. Let me go back to these adults who got grounded. I'm going to go to Laura. Hi, Laura. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? All right, Laura, I'm reading here. You actually did the grounding of your husband. I grounded my husband. Okay, do tell, please. Okay. So he went out for a guy's weekend. Um, We've been married for a little while. He went out with all of his buddies who are also all married. One of them, I guess, not as happily as the rest of them. Uh So um, he found a lady friend and a group of ladies and... My husband's awesome. He was kind of giving me the play-by-play the whole time, sending me texts like, it's getting weird over here. And that was all I heard of it. And then a couple weeks later, we were out with all the couples, kind of just having like a game night or whatever. And the one guy was like, yeah, well, we ended up in the Uber with all these ladies. And I was like, oh, really? (laughs) Once we left the party, I was like, I'm letting you know right now if that ever happens again. You're never seeing your friends again, and you're losing all booty privileges, or I'll just chop it off, whichever one's easy. Whoa! From, yeah. uh, so you, you go bob it on his ass. But so, so when you have you ever in your relationship had to suspend sex privileges? I have not, no. Okay. But this was like, he's very good about letting me know when things are going on, like if he feels uncomfortable or whatever. But then I guess he had had too much to drink, too, and didn't remember the Uber ride. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like... We're going to have to... Uh, it sounds like he's a good guy. It just was a little bit of a misstep. All right. Thanks, Laura. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. I, I remember when I was grounded from sex. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah, 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 I yeah. was we there. All you we were. all remember Preston that. and I were making love. No. <laughs> it was Fat Tuesday. It was Fat Tuesday. And we were at Fat Tuesday on South Street. Yeah. And it was just pandemonium. And I mean, people, Preston, what, a, like 100 people thick. You know, it was just a mob Up to scene. the stage, just and, hundreds know, of people. Huge line out the door, down the street, around the corner. Anyway, uh, so we're on stage. We're, we're hosting these contests and stuff, and some guy puts a girl up on her shoulders. She had really <laughs> big boobs. She took oh, her top right, off right, completely. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, no bra, nothing. And they came over to me. For the express purpose of? Yes, me grabbing her boobs, <laughs> which I did with both hands and did a big old shake and everything. I think, though, you what? You, you knew like, the show was there, yes? I think so. Oh. And, and, and you were acting, Preston. You're an actor. You were, you were acting. Was on I, stage. And I think you, did you even look to her like, uh, can I? Or I don't remember. Okay. All I know is I didn't have sex for weeks after that <laughs> because I was completely cut off. I'm getting so many text messages right now. So my one friend says the Catholic disappointment treatment is worse than being grounded. She wow. knew what I was talking about. My mom said, I grounded your father once. And Rochelle also texted me and said there were several times that you were grounded. Oh, so as what is, okay. another one besides oh, okay. so you're you're texting Kathy now, huh? Oh yeah. Hun, is that the way this works now? Hun? 
Okay. Just say, just, just contact her and say, I'm sorry, you can't give me oral pleasures now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there was, well, when she went on strike, the entire family was grounded, and that did include sex privileges, too. So. I, no, she, I, I got to tell you what, that was a champ way. She she rolled mm. like a boss with that one. because she put the foot down. And it worked, did it not? It did. Yeah. Were you grounded when you wouldn't get a vasectomy at first? Uh, yeah, that's right. That was the other one. How does Kathy know more about your sexual she, they, they, they're Apparently, they're buds. It's also good to know that she's listening. Yeah. <laughs> really? I thought she stopped doing that. <laughs> uh, let me go to... Here, we have several of these now. I'm going to go to... Do, 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 let's go to Minnie. These are adults who've gotten grounded. Hi, Minnie. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thank you, Minnie. All right, tell us your story, please. So my dad, my wonderful 60-year-old father, um, gets really uncomfortable when we talk about any kind of genitalia. Yes. And I'm, I'm 30. I'm over his house, of course, like the good 30-year-old. I'm doing laundry at his house because I don't have one in my apartment. Because <laughs> you're not an adult yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, me, I have a 17-year-old brother, and I'm talking to him and my mom, and I'm telling dirty jokes, and I'm saying pretty crude things because I'm 30. What can you do to me now? You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he, my dad's like, you're grounded. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't live here anymore. He's like, go to your room. I'm like, fine, cool. It's not even my room anymore. (laughs) He says, says, well, you just got to go then. I'm like, wait, I have laundry in the washer and dryer. And he's like, sorry, got to go. Yeah. That's it. That was the privilege he was was, able to take from you. He was taking away laundry, as per Preston's point. If you have something to exert over you. And he did. So did you dutifully do that? I mean, what I told my mom, I'm like, mom, hook me up, and I left. But, but I was amazed. I'm, you're, I'm 30. <laughs> it's not even my room anymore. It's his, my house, my rules. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's it, man. Yeah. All right, Minnie. But I think it's because it was me. Because anybody else has a dirty joke, and it's hilarious. But because I'm his daughter, and yes, you, you, you were, were you were getting a double standard treatment. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Minnie. We appreciate it. That's funny. Uh, let's see. Oh, my God. So many good stories here. We're not going to have time to get to all of them. Uh, let's go to Richard. Hi, Richard. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Richard? Mm-hmm. Tell us your story Richard. of being grounded, hey, please. Guys. Hey, guys. I got grounded in 1985. I'm not allowed to go to the uh, Mummers Parade anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Since 1985? <laughs> Yeah, my wife grounded me. I, we moved back here in 85 from D.C., and I had a college buddy who wanted to know what the Mummers Parade was, so he came up to D.C. <laughs> this is 34 years ago. <laughs> he was dressed like uh, Indiana Jones, and that was the first mistake, because uh, somewhere on Broad Street, he bumped into a woman who was dressed the same way, and that was the last time I saw him. <laughs> so what? And it was a week. Richard, what what did you do? What was the worst thing you did that day that gave you a 34-sentence grounding? Grounding. Well, it was a week before I heard from him, and I was pretty hammered, too, and pretty much fell up the steps to her mother's house, and when they answered the door, I was face down. Oh, Richard. I love this story. So your buddy and Mr. and Mrs. Indiana Jones... I had gone with my grandfather and my father, who had gone for decades. It was a tradition, and I was back, and so I was joining in. Michael was coming through, and uh, like I said, next time I heard from him was a week later. He was in D.C. 
Oh he, has no, he had no idea what, what happened the first 24 hours. <laughs> hey, Richard, was your Indiana Jones friend calling from D.C. from that big warehouse where they keep the Ark of the Covenant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you poor thing, Richard. All right, well, thanks, man. You know, appreciate I'm it. sure that you know, there's guys out there with these uh, Eagles season tickets that have done things that, you know what, you're not allowed to go to an Eagles game for oh, a while. Oh, I'll bet huh? you that's mm-hmm. one to hold over them. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that re- what is the difference between that and and being grounded as a kid? It's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. And, and you and you and when you get something like that, when I've been called on something by my wife, you feel like you're 12 years old. One last call. I'll go to Joe. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, show. All right. Uh, what'd you get grounded for? So my wife asked me for like three days to do a couple things around the house. I didn't do it. You know, so she goes, you know what? No sex for a week. I said, whatever. I can take care of myself then. Uh Jokingly. Yeah. And then so I came home the next day from work. My PS4 was gone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking your games away. I'm taking your toys. And uh, I asked her and she said, oh, you'll never find it. I was ready to tear apart the house looking for it. She goes, no, it's not even here. She took it to her mother's for two weeks. I couldn't play video games. Wow. Man, a game system, it runs yeah. the gamut from kids to adults. I hope you learned your lesson, Joe. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Appreciate yeah. it. All right, well, you're not, you're never too, uh, never too young to be grounded. To be grounded, man. yeah. All right, interesting. And you're not an adult until you're <clears throat> in your 30s, according to studies, which, uh, which makes total sense to me. All right, well, listen, we've got to take a break. I want to give away some of these uh, passes that we have. Uh, for Club Risque, you have to be at least 21 years of age. and uh, Maybe you'll fr- get grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Our friend Alexis, Texas, is going to be appearing Friday, March 22nd, this Friday. at uh, Well, that's tomorrow, actually, at uh, Club Risque in Philly. And you can go to clubrisque.com uh, to get info on uh, all three of our Club Risque appearances. So let's take three callers, 215-263-WMMR. We'll give you those passes. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Don't forget to vote for uh, Preston and Steve's uh, Daily Rush Madness. We have two videos going up against each other. Caitlyn Jenner's dinner party against me making up the number Faye. (laughs) And uh, you can vote for the other ones as well. The voting goes through the day. And tomorrow we'll reveal the winners of the matchups and move on to the next round. Uh, So get on that through uh, WMMR.com. We'll be back in just a moment. Bizarre File Stories are coming up. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, The Warhawks. Celebrating our area's best talent, bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword Local Shots. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush We're trying to find out what your favorite Preston and Steve Daily Rush video is. We got five matchups a day. We've already announced two of them. It was the... uh, so strumming episode against Bill Weston's Two Face, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner's dinner party versus when I made up the number Faye, and the third one we're going to highlight, and you can vote on these at WMMR.com. Regis wants to bang your fillings out versus Lindsay Lowen's chicken finger party. 
And wow. these are these are usually origin videos. So I think it might have been the first time we had Lindsay's chicken finger moment. Apparently that's what she subsists on. And uh Regis wants to bang your fillings out. I the, don't even remember that one. These videos are available. I watched them last night. You would remember it if, okay. you, if you saw it for sure, Steve. Uh, but they're from the privileged region. Here's a clip of the uh, the Regis, uh, in case you need to be brought up to speed on it. Ramal is a beautiful woman. She is a beautiful woman. She has so much charisma and charm. Uh, they're obviously... I bang a fillings out. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Not taking it back. No do-overs. <laughs> So that was a moment. I from, do remember that. That was a moment from that one. And then uh, Lindsay's uh, chicken finger party was uh, a little taste of this. Chicken finger. Awesome. <laughs> Ramon, send the chicken fingers to table seven. <laughs> I want bottle service and chicken finger service all night. Have the chicken fingers flow like wine. All right, so there's a little taste of those. You can watch the videos in their entirety at WMR.com. I love that you're getting origin stories for so many of the bits that continue along. And it, as we go along, we just have casual conversations amongst us. And uh, yep. I think they're really evenly matched yeah, out yeah. of the gate. I'm very happy with the work you guys did on yeah, it. For the last matchup, when we did uh, Caitlyn Jenner's dinner party, it was the first time we kind of heard Caitlyn Jenner from you. Much lower register. Much lower. So, Caitlyn's gotten uh, up here now. Right. Well, she's more lady now. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I still had my full genitalia. Right. right. And with the removal, became a, a pitch shift. Uh, so it's up to you, and all you have to do is go to WMMR.com, and you will see right there is Preston Steve's Daily Rush Madness. Click on it, vote, let us know what you think. Let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All and uh, let's get right into some stories, friends. We'll start with uh, this one, Law Enforcement in Maryland have charged two suspects in the armed robbery of a convenience store involving a man dressed as a unicorn and wielding a crowbar. See, there are unicorns. Uh, Jacob William Raji was charged with armed robbery and second-degree assault after robbing a store around 5 a.m. Saturday morning dressed in a full-body white and pink unicorn costume. So as per the legend, unicorns have one horn and a tire iron? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the, uh, the man is accused of using the crowbar to smash one of the registers at High's Dairy Store and demanding money from an employee. He went to the milk place. Let's get us a bank on that street and a dairy store. Let's Uh, go to the dairy store. Police officers responding to the call passed the car, which fit the description, but before officers could turn around and stop it, it lost control and crossed over to oncoming traffic. Officers were given details that the suspect was dressed as a unicorn and armed with a crowbar. It was traveling at a high rate of speed. Ultimately, when they tried to catch up, the car was involved in a single vehicle accident. It crashed into mailboxes and a pole, shrubbery, and finally a boulder, which <laughs> the boulder stopped him, not the shrubbery, which redirected the vehicle back across the road where it came to a stop after striking a tree. Both suspects were transported to area hospitals. They had serious injuries at the time. Don't move. Your, your horn is damaged. Yeah, so uh, dressed as a unicorn. Yeah. You never know, man. A 37-year-old man suffered significant injuries after his mother allegedly ran him over on purpose. Listen to how weird this story is. Cynthia Grund is accused of second-degree assault and could face an attempted murder charge in connection to the incident that left her son with significant injuries to his head and pelvis. Grund, And by the way, Grund is the sister of a woman named Lois Reese. 
a grandmother who is awaiting trial in Florida for allegedly killing her lookalike after fleeing Minnesota after she allegedly killed her husband. Okay. Whoa. Anyway, back that's to, a whole other story. Back to the other story. Grund is accused of <laughs> running to over, Grund. Her, over her son after she had arranged for him to stay with a friend. The son, who authorities said was drinking all day, allegedly laid across the driveway after the mother tried to give him a ride and said, why don't you just run over me? <laughs> and that's when Grund allegedly ran him over before the man's stepdad called 911. You don't know Grund. Now, Grund allegedly told the deputies the following. She said, he didn't believe I would. He has been drinking all day. We gave him a chance. <laughs> and she wasn't drunk, by the way. No. Uh, the son was taken by ambulance to the hospital as of Tuesday afternoon. The man was in fair condition. So she just flat out ran over her son on it's purpose. Mama Grunge for you. A man was arrested for attempted murder after a stolen car slammed into a 24-hour gym early Tuesday morning. And authorities are investigating the possibility that the crash was intentional due to a grievance held by the former member. The vehicle smashed through glass at the front entrance of Crunch Fitness at about 2 a.m. <laughs> How perfect. Yeah, the gym was open at the time. No injuries were reported. Surveillance video shows an employee running to safety after a split, or a split second before the Honda sedan comes barreling into the building, <laughs> smashes all the way to the front counter. Uh, and according to a witness, said this guy just started revving his car, at the and at the end, he put it in drive and let the car go. It was going to be pretty fast. She you said. never have enough towels! Uh, he rolled out and started running towards Imperial Highway. Deputies found the driver in his own vehicle about two miles from the scene, took him into custody. He was identified as Sergio Reyes. One employee said that Reyes had been a member of the gym for about three weeks before his membership was canceled due to his alleged stalking and harassment of female members. And he thought he should still be allowed to be a member with that. Yeah, so he drove his car through. What did I join this for if I can't stalk the members? Mm Mm-hmm. A high school lacrosse player in Delaware can't play in games because his head is too big. Oh, man. <laughs> helmet? Who did we all think Some of immediately? Pictures. <laughs> yes. The story of one kid with a head that's too big. Nick McElwain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so but the- then a young therapist came in. And everything changed around. <laughs> I am Kathy Romano. We're going to take a chainsaw to that noggin. <laughs> Uh, the News Journal of Wilmington reports that 15-year-old Billy Boyd's head... Billy Boyd's an actor, right? Yes. Yeah, from Lord yeah. of the Rings. Yeah, Billy Boyd's head measures 25 inches around. It's <laughs> a band name, Billy Boyd's head. And by the way, an average grown man's head is about 21 to 23 inches in circumference. Yeah. Uh, his is 25, and he's 15. Regulation helmets aren't available in his size, so he's not allowed to compete. So is it? It's just a naturally large head. He's, yeah. He doesn't have any. Uh, he doesn't have a, You know, like a... no, no. He's just a big kid. He's six okay. foot two. Wow. Uh, he's a freshman, and uh, his father Bill have struggled to find larger custom-made helmets that can be approved. Uh, the Boston Globe says manufacturer Cascade Maverick recently crafted a larger helmet for University of Albany player uh, Tahoka Nanticoke. Uh, Maverick lacrosse player, vice president. Can he just flip a hot tub over? I'm sorry, Cascade Maverick lacrosse vice uh, president Roland LaRose says that a Boyd-sized helmet may be possible now that the company has developed an alternative manufacturing process. So they may try to make a helmet for this kid. That's going to cost a lot, right? Uh, Possibly, yeah. I'm curious what size your head is, Nick, after hearing that the average... (laughs) Yeah. 
adult grown tape man's head is 21 to 23 inches long. See if we can find a tape measure. When I do, uh, you know, get fitted, the one we use for penis uh, measuring. When I do a fitted hat, it's usually extra large. You know, my my graduation cap was extra large. <laughs> they actually they had to scale it up, and uh, so I feel your pain, Mrs. Billy. Mrs. McElwain, can we can we see it for a moment here? <laughs> your son has a huge head. <laughs> yeah, and we want to get him able to walk in the graduation process. <laughs> We have hired craftsmen from Lancaster to build a hat for him. <laughs> they brought in the Amish. But we're not sure if structurally it's sound, and it's going to be gusty on graduation day. He might become airborne. Oh, he might become airborne. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here's something to tell you. You have super-duper big head disease. What are you saying? I'm saying your son won't be able to graduate. <laughs> super. You can't find a mortarboard big enough. Super duper big head syndrome. Is that the Latin name? No, I just made it up. All right. Uh, one last story. Uh, Robbie Armstrong just wanted to look in the back of his truck, but a crazed squirrel had other plans. Robbie lives in Sarasota, and he was walking to his truck when video shows a small squirrel darting down a path. It jumps up and lands on his arm <sighs> and starts biting him on the elbow. Oh, was it was it a rabid squirrel? No, no. Here, there's actually a story behind the okay. squirrel. So Robbie was left with a small cut on his arm and a bunch of scratches. But this wasn't Robbie's first encounter with this particular squirrel. Robbie's neighbors had actually nursed it from a baby. Oh. When it got older, they released it because it had become too aggressive. And it has previously attacked his neighbors and his stepson. Uh, so it's just a, it's a psycho squirrel. They took care of the squirrel and that's how it repays them? Yeah, so the good news is Robbie won't need rabies shots and the neighborhood is taking it good-naturedly. However, they are on the lookout for the crazed squirrel and hope that it will, There's calm, something to tell you. That it will calm down soon. So I hope so. Yeah. Your squirrel, the one you raised from an infant, it's crazy. Yes. Uh, it's so. mentally damaged. We've got to put it down. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie? So this is our uh, soap opera moment in the Bizarre File. Oh, and I'm gay. Oh, and that too. All right. What's that have to do with the squirrel? I don't know. <laughs> All right. We need to take a break. Uh, when we come back, um, we're going to have Fran Dumpy on. Yeah. Uh, the final day of uh, him as head coach of uh, Temple Men's Basketball just happened. And uh, uh, we just like to say thanks and just check in with him. And uh, he's such a great guy. Such a great guy, and I was thinking about uh, you know as we're doing the uh, the Daily Rush Madness and the videos of the uh, the campout, and uh, you know he's a wry sense of humor, always been a great part of that event, and uh, you know while we're sorry to see him go, it's, it'll be good to talk to him and yep. just give him a little love. All right, so we're going to take a, a quick break. Come back in just a moment with the coach. Stay with us. We shall return shortly. And Steve show on 93.3 WMMR. Like the podcast, you'll also love it live. When you can call in. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to about 10.30 a.m. on the radio at 93.3 WMMR. Or stream the show live via MMR's mobile app. Our next guest, our friend. I like to say he's our friend, right? Yeah. I-, I would uh, hope he'd feel the same way because yeah. we, we uh, really... Uh, uh, we love this guy. We've we had a yeah. great relationship over the years. Always comes out of the camp out for hunger to be a part of our Papa Shot Challenge. Never walked away with the championship uh, golden cup, though, unfortunately. But always made it a blast. Mm-hmm. And uh, has done some great things in this city. And uh, not necess- not 100% retiring. That's no, the thing. which is great. Stepping down from the head coaching yeah. position at uh, men's temple uh, temple men's basketball uh but let's welcome him on board ladies and gentlemen coach fran dumpy hey. is on the line good morning coach 
Morning, guys. How you doing? Hey, we're doing pretty good. Hey, first of all, sorry. I know you probably wanted to go out a different way, not losing in that first game, but, you know, it is what it is, and you've had plenty of uh, ups and downs. And uh, how, how does that feel? Is that is it? Um, do you have some mixed emotions that, that you guys sweet. got knocked out that early? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we were we wrote it on the blackboard and, uh, in the or the whiteboard, I guess, <laughs> on the on the bottom. Just let, let's make our way to Jacksonville. We would have played Maryland tonight, so that was the that was the goal. And anytime you don't reach that, obviously you're you're disappointed. But you're more disappointed for those seniors, uh, particularly Shiz Austin and Ernest yeah. Blackford, that their careers are now over and. There's a there's an empty feeling when you, when the season is finally over, and then it's more empty when it's your last college basketball game. So it's I, I feel for those guys for sure. What are your thoughts on on that whole process of a play-in game? Because it, it, it seems weird for there to be a play-in game for for a non-16 seed. Yeah, well, it, it's just uh, the the whole process. If if I had my druthers, to be honest with you, I would I would like to see a a, a first four in each region so that. Now you would bump it up to 80 teams, and more kids would get a chance to be in the NCAA tournament. So uh, I think it's terrific in some ways. I think it's uh, it, it, would it be better if, if for us if we were just maybe the, the 12 seed and we got a chance to play Maryland right away in the uh, in the first round? Yeah, that's okay. But we had a chance to to play a team like Belmont, who's a very good basketball team, and we had our chances if uh, if we were talking on the phone after a win, then I'd be excited and ready to go. And <laughs> right, right. It's all about. Hey, um, so listen, it's, you know, 13 seasons with Temple, 17 seasons with Penn. You've been a basketball coach for probably three, at least three quarters of your life. And, uh, you know, college basketball coaching at, at that level is, is, a, is a true grind. And, and I have a friend of mine who attempted to do that after he got out of college. And, and the grind was what, uh, you know, turned him away from it. And I guess some, some guys are just built for it and some guys are not. Because not only are you coaching this team, but you're also you're, you're teaching a class at Temple or a couple of classes. But you also have to do the recruiting thing. So, so what is that grind like? Uh, it's fantastic, to be honest with you. If that's your if that's your way, if that's your, it's in your DNA, but you're always busy. You're always going somewhere. You're always doing something. And, uh, I think it's fantastic. Now, is it a grind? Yeah, it is. It's, and, and it's hard on your families. It's hard on, uh, on your constitution, but it's, it's, uh, what we all live for. It's, it's the competition is awesome. And, uh, that's, that's what you miss when you're not involved in it. It's a, it's a phenomenal thing. And so I, I've loved every second of it. And, and, and I've, I've been grateful to be given the opportunity by two great universities. There's something uh, I think innately um, pure about a, a, a basketball college, uh, a college basketball coach, because you, you're dealing with a, an ephemeral situation. You have you invest the time in training, so you you almost have to be yeah, and then they're gone. You they're have gone. you almost the, the skills have to be inherent in the coach exponentially because you need to. You're bringing in newbies and getting them up to speed and then setting them free. It's not like you, oh, well, they'll be around for eight years. No. And I think that in itself presents uh, you know, a skill set that is, uh, is I think, in unique in, in, in most sports. Would you agree with that? Yeah, very much so. So when I did finish my last game, I probably got 20 texts from former players all over the bunch of guys who were all over the world playing the college, or professional basketball. 
and many who just, uh, you know, have managers and all the other ancillary people that you come in contact with. So that's the other thing. You you meet so many folks and uh, and so many great young people who are doing or going to do their whole lives great, great work. And so it's it's phenomenal. It's uh, it's it's been a blast for all these years. And now I got to try to find a way to replace it all. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's it, an interesting point that you make there, Stephen O'Fran, because as you as you you know you end each season you say goodbye to these these kids that you've that you've uh, taken under your wing and and probably built a really great friendship with and they and they go on about their way the season ends that's over and you would think that that maybe that's uh that's a great part of uh of the job because then then you get a little bit more downtime after that but there's there's a great line in the movie Hoosiers where Gene Hackman first arrives at the school and he walks into the gym and he just he says out loud all right let's see what kind of hand I've been dealt and I would imagine the beginning of the season is probably, it was probably like that for you every single year. And here we go again and let's get started. And I would imagine that that's probably a pretty exciting part of the job as well. You know, it is, but there's a, a change in college basketball that way. But because when the season ends now, what uh, the new coaching staff will do is get together with these guys in another 10 days to two weeks and, They'll start in on you know individual instructions and trying to put some pieces together. Right. So all the guys that are coming back, you're already starting with them in in mid-April and uh, and it, or not it, toward, or toward the beginning of April. So you're already putting together what's going to happen for most of your guys next year. So it's there's not much downtime. Okay. Within it, so so it's different. Back in the day, you're exactly right. We didn't get to see them again until October 15th, and it was a new beginning. Well, now you're able to work with these guys over the summer as well, so it's it's a little bit different. But there okay. is a lot of saying goodbye to these kids, and the, for me, it'll be at graduation. I'm, I, I find myself being a marshal at graduation, which is an awesome thing as well. Coach, I don't want to take away from any of the other players, um, but uh, Shiz was sort of the, the standout guy this year and last year, um, and I've read some about him lately. Can you talk about what a great guy this was, not just an incredible basketball player, but I've read just some really impressive things about Shiz Austin as a, as a human being, as a young man. Yeah, and I, I, whatever you've read has been pretty accurate. He's just a, He is a good person, and uh, he was a great leader in so many different ways, probably because of his goodness he got along with everybody he he had always had a smile for everybody and uh you know it's different in that locker room you've got to lead that locker room and i thought he did a terrific terrific job that way and, and he certainly did a great job on the court too I mean, we counted on him for everything and uh he he had the ball in his hands most of the time and to the point where you're giving him at this point in his career too you're giving him a lot of ownership all right shiz what do you want to do where do you want this ball where do you mm-hmm. want that screen set uh, and it's pretty pretty fun to watch the, the trust that you then have within the team, but also with your best player. You know, it, it was interesting. We were down at uh, uh, spring training uh, for the Phils, and we had this conversation a couple of times. In the game of uh, in the video world game, video game world, there's a there's a whole bunch of now emphasis on um, sort of front office stuff and business management and the agents and all of that. And you're now you're you're focused in in the classes you're teaching on stuff that is germane to that. Uh, how how much is that expanding? Because I think a lot of kids are now kind of getting the bug, you know, as, as they're getting older, not necessarily being on the court, but being in the periphery. And, and are you finding a, a renewed enthusiasm for that? Yeah, very much so. I think these young kids are uh, the analytics world is absolutely taken over a lot in sports. And 
So I think it's interesting to watch. And you're, there's so much information available for these young people to study and to get familiar with. And, and everybody's into sports. There's no question about it, especially the pro sports game and uh, the NBA and NFL and Major League Baseball. It's just fun to watch how people are really into it. And uh, But the kids that I help teach in the classroom, there are plenty of really sports fanatics, too, who, who have <laughs> yeah. a lot of great information that could probably help uh, help those that are in it. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask, we looked up some uh, some information uh, about you, Coach, and uh, a little uh, tidbit of info that I wasn't aware of is you've lived in the same house since 1984, yeah, it's sort of unheard of in our world. <laughs> yeah, it is. You just you just love it that much, or what? Uh, it's just uh, that's how lucky I've been. You know, I, I came back to Philly in in eighty four or eighty five, and uh, we actually because I was an assistant coach at American U when my wife and I bought the house, and uh, we were kind of uh, you know really scrambling for something at that point. But we bought the house; it was tremendous, and uh, and then I moved back to Philly to coach at LaSalle, and then I went to LaSalle to Penn uh, as an as an assistant coach and I got the head coaching job at Penn and then I got, I moved over to Temple. So just out of sheer luck, but there, there's a lot of jealous guys in my profession. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, it's been great. It's how, great. How lucky are we as uh, I'll call us all Philadelphians, even though I live in Delco, uh, that we have such a, a great um, college basketball program in the city of Philadelphia with Temple and Villanova and St. Joe's and, and, and you know, the, the big five, the city six, and we have a professional basketball team as well. You know, there, there are some areas in this country that live and thrive simply on the college basketball program, but we have so many to, to choose from. And, and definitely people have their allegiances, but this time of year, some people will let their guards down. My wife who went to St. Joe's won't. You know, she's a, she's a hawk, you know, and, and she has a hard time rooting for anybody else. But me, because I went to her sinus, I have no, like, allegiance, so I just kind of root for everybody. Isn't that lucky of us? I think it's fantastic. We have as good a sports town as there is in the world, and I think we're so fortunate that way. The other part of it is when you're a kid, you're, you have all these uh, exposures to uh, every school. And so you, you grow up and you're more or less a fan of, of every team because you get so much attention for or, or with all these teams and you become familiar with the players. And then when you finally do pick your school, oftentimes uh, – if you pick it in Philadelphia, you get to be like your wife did, uh, a fan of that school. But but there are generic fans out there. That's why a place like the Palestra is still so popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, the college basketball world is was really here, and I give great credit to those uh, ads and administrators who started the Big Five in 1955. Uh, Fran, on the on the same day that it, it was official that that your head coaching days were over, the unfortunate news of uh, Phil Martelli came down. Uh, we know you guys are all close and and uh, do charity events together and and so forth. Did you have you had a chance to talk to him since that came down? Uh, I did. Yeah, we we spoke a couple of times, and he's my my friend. He's my brother, and uh, uh, you know you're you're wounded a little bit by it. There's no question about it. Yeah, and I mean it's something. Look, that all of you guys are you understand it's part and parcel. It's it's part of the job. It's it's fairly transient. Like you said, you've been very lucky to stay in the same area. Um, but I, I thought that was, I, I really thought it was a drag that it came down on the same day uh, yes. that, that, uh, you were going to be, uh, finished and, and it kind of, you know, it was, a, it was a two pronged story there, but you know, I, you I guys guess really should have won that game cause he would have kept going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, come on. No, but, yeah, uh, I wish, 
wish. Did did, did he have any inklings that uh, that this is something that could have been a possibility this season? I, I don't think so. Uh, no? I don't think so. He's, they've had uh, a couple of really difficult injury-filled years, not, not in terms of uh, record and those kind of things. I think he, they've done an unbelievable job of uh, bringing their team along. It's even specifically last year, they had two guys hurt, and they finished the season as strong as anybody was playing in the city. And I'm so proud of all of the work that they have done, Phil and his staff, over the years. So, But there wasn't a lot of it, uh, given what I know. And uh, But it, but you're exactly right. It's part of what we go through. And, uh, you know, it's 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 just uh, some of the, the issues that we deal with as college basketball coaches. But, I was reading. Phil leaves us hurt. Yeah, absolutely. I was reading a uh, an interview with uh, with Coach Wright, and he was talking about the whole situation about about what happened. Obviously, you you departing and and with the uh, the, the firing, but uh, you know you could see it was in, in just the way he was describing the relationship with you guys and the the brotherhood that it was a, it was a gut punch. And uh, you know we would always say having you out to the camp out for hunger, it, it, you know, such a not only as as was pointed out, you know, Casey's point that we have a wonderful situation here, but to be so well represented by coaches such as yourself and and people who make the city proud, it, it's it's a it's a moment in history. Now, obviously, things will go on, and there's competent people coming in, and and there's always you know the focus on the athletes and making sure that they they get through school and all that stuff. But it was a moment in time that I think will always be unique, uh, you know, and and well represented by you. Uh, and the rest of the guys, do you, do you have that sense of, you know, a, a snapshot in time? Yeah, a little bit. I, I, you know, you're again, he's your brother. So you're, you're worried about him a little bit and not worried because he'll, he'll do phenomenal work uh, for the rest of his life. He's one of those guys that has set the pace for all of us. There's never been an issue where anybody, if you guys said, listen, we have uh, this camp out for hunger and we're, we need you to come down there. It, it's never yes or no. It's okay. When do you need us? Yeah. And, and he's, he led the charge in all of that. And I can't tell you the number of things he's done for so many people over the years. So that part of it, uh, and he's been a phenomenal basketball coach, but he's been a terrific, terrific leader in Philadelphia to do the charity work and the just giving back piece that is also instrumental in what it is that we do. So this is probably a silly question, coach, but uh, are you going to be rooting for Villanova tonight? Absolutely. <laughs> and and is that he's a... our friend? He's our brother. Yeah. Our brother. So, what that guy and that program have done over the last six years is extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary. And uh, and he's done it the right way. He's a good man. He's a good man. So with with you now, obviously, again with with a uh, with a, a change like this, and change is the one guaranteed thing in in life. Um, uh, yeah, obviously, you're going to continue teaching. Anything else you've been sort of biting at the bit to do, but have not been able to do because of the time constraints? Uh, I just uh, the unknown excites me a little bit. I'm not sure what's going to happen, and I'll, I'll look at all possibilities. A number of years ago, I had been a uh, been trying to get a, a doctorate many years ago, and then I, but I never wrote the dissertation. Which uh, that's that's the hard part. Going to class is one thing. The hard part is doing all the research and filling in the missing pieces. I right. probably should do myself a favor and try to finish it, not with any, not that I need to do it, but just from a satisfaction. Sure, sure. Just out of curiosity, it. what's the topic for the dissertation? Yeah, you know, what? back in the day, I was thinking about what college or professional athletes felt they owed back to their respective institutions and how could they give back and make their school better, that kind of thing. But the world has changed so much that 
I'm not sure what direction I would go with it at, uh, at this point. So. If I may suggest something, how about yeah, Bigfoot, yes or no? <laughs> oh. <laughs> jury's still out on yeah, that. Yeah, jury's still out. Yeah, it could be very interesting. <laughs> no, I, I love that original <laughs> dissertation concept, though, about wow. about giving back to the... But hang on. What? Bigfoot would be a hell of a center, wouldn't he? Yeah, God almighty. you damn right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, yes. <laughs> all right, but in all seriousness, Coach... Um, I, I think the biggest question with with you stepping down is is um, will Aaron McKee take part in the Papa Shot competition <laughs> at the Camp Out for Hunger this year, and will you be there to to show him the ropes? Uh, I don't think I'll be there to show him the ropes. I don't want to get in on his territory, but I hope he does great and uh, makes because he has thirteen years of. Backing up me, who didn't do so well. You guys just let me know. That well, the I tell you what, if he wins, we're going to make sure you get a golden jockstrap as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've already I would, had... I we've, display it prominently. <laughs> we've had everybody text in saying that uh, Aaron will reign supreme for the next yeah. decade. Unless <laughs> they I don't know about that, if, if they replace Phil Martelli with Jameer Nelson, uh, Joe, you know, yeah. it's, it's going to be a heated competition. It's always a heated competition. Honestly, guys, listen, I know Jay Wright is a reigning champion, but that's because Steve Donahue was not there again this year. That guy is money. So as long as Steve Donahue's there, I, I think um, you know all, all bets potentially could be off. I want all of them. If, if you if you will if you are interested, where the invitation will stand, uh, Coach, for you to come on out. We'd love to see you there. You are in a uh, a, a, a hallowed hall of champions at the yep. Camp Out for Hunger. Yep. Well, I appreciate what you guys do with that. It's a, it's a great week, and you guys do a phenomenal job. And uh, but it's all what we should be doing is giving back and. Trying to help some people who can't, who don't aren't quite as lucky as we are. Nice. All right. Well, and by the way, speaking of uh, giving back, coaches versus cancer. Even though you won't be the head coach, you can still be involved in that. Correct. Very much so. Excellent. Much so. I'll do whatever they want me to do, and I will see you at the events for sure. Definitely. All right, coach. Well, listen. We just wanted to uh, to chat with you fresh after this, and uh, and wish you well. And I'm sure we'll see you in the very very near future. All right, coach. Thanks a lot. Take All right. Care, Appreciate it, Fran Dumpy guys. Great guy. Men's basketball at Temple. He's, uh, yeah, I'm telling you, man. He's he's a class act. He, he just Absolutely said, I'll do is. whatever they want me to do. You know, yeah. talk, and, you know, like, that's, that's, he doesn't blink twice when nope. it comes to that type of thing. And nope. did you hear how he went on about Bigfoot? He would, <laughs> yeah. You know, what a surprise. Yeah. Well, he's done yeah. a lot of research. Yeah. And that's a good point, Preston. Well, he would make a monster Are you kidding me? I mean, completely, you couldn't move. Preston. There's right? no way. Seven feet, 11 inches tall. Wow. Uh, <laughs> has a how great you, laugh. Yeah. I saw a movie. <laughs> Oh, that's very oh, yeah, the, the documentary. Uh, yes, yes, yes. All right, uh, listen, we need to take a break. We got some more stuff to get to. A reminder that we are doing uh, President Steve's Daily Rush Madness. We have taken our videos, 64 of them anyway. There's a lot of them, and we had to sift through the ones that we uh, thought represented um, favorite moments from the show. And we've seated them, and we have them competing against each other. This hour's is of the privileged region. Regis wants to bang your fillings out versus Lindsay Lowen's chicken finger party. You can watch the videos. You can vote on them at uh, WMMR.com. So is it is it proper? Is it a breach of protocol to say your favorite in a particular? Do you let it breathe no. a little bit? No, you could. Do, yeah. Do you want to mention who, one? Who, 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 who did you like in these? In these so far, do you? I have... voted. I voted. Uh, Sir Stroming over Bill Weston's Two Face. Yeah. I voted. Uh, so far, I've gone for the top seed. Okay. I, I voted Caitlyn Jenner's uh, dinner party over me making up the number Faye. <laughs> 
I, I voted for Regis wants to bang your fillings out over Lindsay's chicken finger party. Although that was the closest one for me so far. I, I think I'm right in line with you. Uh, yeah. But I tell you what, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second and we'll reveal what the next one is. We're doing five a All day. Right. All right. Could so throw everything. Yep. We will be back in just a moment. Make sure just, uh, that you stay with us. And we have uh, another guest we're going to get to. We'll be right back. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's match up a couple more of the vids. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Matchup number four of the morning. One of our most popular moments, I think, uh, is involved in this one. It's a number three seed, and it is uh, representing the Hey Bitches region. <laughs> we have Wigapalooza yeah. going up against number 14 seed, one of my favorites, actually, which is FDR's Knock Knock Jokes. Let me play a couple of quick clips just to refresh your memory, and then you can go vote at WMMR.com in Daily Rush Madness. Here is uh, Wigapalooza. Hey, uh, Dr. Wainwright! (laughs) (laughs) Can I help you, ladies? Oh, my God. I think we got a yeast situation. So, for those who may not be familiar, it's when we brought in various wigs for Steve to try on. Made of real hair. Gave me hair for a day. And it gave Steve hair for a day. And that's one of those that you need to see. Yes. Because the whole Dr. Chet Wainwright thing all focused around a particular facial expression that Steve did. And there's actually one, and I'd forgotten about it, Preston. In there, there's a a sort of a tight-cropped, like, fro. Fro. Yeah. And uh, that, great. there's another reaction on that. And yep. I'd forgotten about how many wigs I had on in that video. Yep. yep. So uh, that is the first video. And the second one was uh, the FDR knock-knock jokes. I love this one. Here we go. Knock-knock. <laughs> Who's there? The Japanese have bombed Pearl Harbor. <laughs> a lot of people don't remember that's how he broke the news to the nation. Right. A, a knock-knock joke. And then it goes on to, you know, your sister manually stimulates <laughs> random people <laughs> Well, it was basically you were talking about the history of jokes yep. and mm-hmm. how the knock-knock joke came into being, and a lot of people didn't know the history. That is the one that got my vote in this particular uh, no matchup. Way. Yes, yeah, wow. I, believe it or not, it, it just it's so funny. It's just you know vintage Steve Morrison, yep. you know, <laughs> just off the top of his head. It's so great. Um, but I, I will say, and I, and I will plead with anybody listening right now to, to watch the videos before you vote. Don't just vote on on the pictures or whatever. It, it certainly makes. You have all day. You have yeah, all- you're a lot more invested if you do it. Yep. Yeah, the voting goes on all day. We'll reveal who the uh, matchup winners were tomorrow. And there's one more to go after these, but just go to WMMR.com and get it all done. I could keep this music playing yeah. for our next Yeah, it actually you know. works. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Philadelphia Union has the most rabid fanatical fans in the world, as far as I can tell. No competitors. We've been to the games, and they are amazing. So we would like to welcome the co-captain of the Sons of Ben. This is Adam Booth, who is joining us. 
it, and and on the dupes, that's Rob who's Rob. here, and he's uh, he brought his uh, drum in with him as well, which is of course you gotta have at the games. And Fang is Fang. here. Is the mascot of the Philadelphia Union, Adam? How you doing, man? I am fantastic. Excellent. Hey, how did you become the co-captain of the Sons of Bat? Uh, so you know, um, it was actually really funny. I went to a bunch of games uh, when the team first started, but I was always in with the regular fans out in the uh, in the normal sections. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling my buddies, like, "Oh, that looks dope. Like, I want to do that." Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I was uh, president of the student section back at St. Joe's, so it was like something where I was like, "Ah, oh, this is a very natural thing." And yep. I uh, went to one game. It was a road game at New York at the NYCFC at Yankee Stadium, and uh, <laughs> they stagnated our group for some reason into two groups, and they wanted – our chants weren't really going, so I would just start to scream. Okay. And the head of the Sons of Ben was like, yeah, come up front and do uh, that. You should, nice. you, should, you should come up front. Sort of your that. audition. Yeah. yeah. yeah I didn't even know I was auditioning, and then he told me next game, you want to do this for a half or something? And then – that's like a half of a season later. I've been doing it in every game. Wow. Have, do you ever lose your voice from yelling so much? Every single time. Every, every single every, time. Every, without, a, without a doubt. I'm, I have like seven packs of honey in the car <laughs> when I'm leaving the game. I, You're tea. like a professional singer. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that kind of level sometimes. Well, wow. you, you, you'd be underselling it if you didn't. You, you gotta mean, leave it at the stadium. You got to give them everything. Yeah. Right? I, them I everything. have a question. When you guys are out there and... You're, you're letting off, like, smoke bombs and yes. stuff like that. Is that sanctioned by the <laughs> the venue or? You, you know, we're actually very, bene- we benefit a lot because uh, we get away with a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, you do. You're like us. We do yeah. not get away with, like, we'll go to other stadiums. We'll go to New York. We'll go to uh, D.C. We'll go to New England because, like, New England plays in Gillette. So yeah. they play in where the, pa- the Patriots play, and they have entirely different sets of rules for MLB for the NFL. So we have to play within those rules when we go to away games at home. Like they let us get away with a lot. No, and it, it, going and I was I was I was uh, we were talking about this last night uh, uh, and it was a, a great experience. You know, I was not that much into soccer. Yes, oh, it's fun. Then you go and like, oh man, this this is the way to see it. And uh, not only are you getting the game, which is to me is a wholly other perception when you're there in person. Stadium is great, but the you guys yeah. are putting on a whole other concurrent show that's going on, and there's a level of, of involvement. And Preston, I think you're right. I, I don't know. You know, we have major sports in the city, and they're yeah. all wonderful. But Jesus, I mean, you're talking about a a movement that you guys have created, and it's infectious. Yeah, like I have season tickets to the Sixers. Like I go to all the teams: Flyers, Eagles, Phillies. And for the life of me, I think the Union are the most fun during a game yeah. that I have because, like, I keep telling people, it's. Uh, a weird sing along with a lot of drinking that yeah. soccer game breaks out. Yes, yeah, like, yeah, you know, exactly. it's like it, it, it's it's just a really really good time. How long does it take for people to learn what the words are for the sing along? Because I've been to many union <laughs> yeah. games, yeah. and and half the time I'm like, oh yeah, I can get this one, and then uh, the other half I'm, I, I have no idea. You know, we uh, we are actively working on making a more comprehensive list, and, okay. like, website, and get can it, you get yeah. screen time on the displays at all? Yeah, we uh, we we don't have enough displays really. Yet, okay. Be honest with you, yeah. but we we're working on revamping the website and our and our other social medias to get everyone involved because we've we've struggled with that in the past. It's kind of all right. Can can anybody sit in the Sons of Ben section? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, yeah. but you better participate if you're going to be in that area, yeah, right? We, we have rules. We do have rules, <laughs> okay. and they're printed on the back of the ticket, despite how many times people don't read them. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, you can't wear red because our biggest uh, rival is New York Red Bulls, so yeah. can't do that. Um, oh, you so got, you guys are the Crips then? And basically, yeah, 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 yeah. they are the, bloods, the Crips of soccer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're, we're holding it down. Yes, yeah, down. yeah. But... Um, we uh, we you can't do the red in the river end, and you have to stand. You have to do the chanting, and it's like we get a uh, a nice little mix of families in there sometimes. So you don't really want to push them too hard to be like, <laughs> yeah, you're five year old. We don't need them standing and cursing right, the entire yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they could, that'd be nice. It certainly oh, helps. Benefit. It'd be it'd be cool. Uh, and you guys have a game on Saturday. Yes, uh, playing Columbus, mm-hmm. and uh, it says here tickets start at just twenty five bucks. Yeah, so we're doing a really good promotion right now because uh, we definitely want to get more people in the city involved with what we're trying to do because again i as, as steven mentioned you know you go you get hooked you know you go it's it's an experience where, i guarantee it i guarantee yeah. it if, if, even if you're just oh I should check that out sometime when you go you'll be hooked exactly so we're doing right now with the sons of ben with us uh we do a great tailgate before every game we're right next to the stadium you get there you get you can uh choke on some smoke really early in the <laughs> right, day yeah. you know you can hear the drums you can Enjoy all that, and we're doing it for twenty five bucks. So you can do the tailgate with us, get a seat in the river, and you get to see me scream my head off for a couple of hours, and you know, hopefully, beat Columbus. And it's it's a really good time. And we have a really quality team right now. They're just kind of starting to gel, get their their legs under them, and I think the the season's going to go really well for us. When you were there, just as a thing that caught me right uh, from the first time I was there, and then subsequent times, is that you know, obviously, if you watch it on television, which is fine, yeah, but when you see the distance covered at the speed that it's being covered. Uh, you take on a whole new appreciation yep. for the constant running yeah. and uh, and the athleticism involved. Oh yeah, it's 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 like watching a marathon yeah. with gentle stops in between. <laughs> right. Like you're you're watching a midfielder go from box to box, and you're wondering like, there's no timeouts. You only get three subs, so it's like this dude will be participating for the next 45 straight minutes yeah. in running. Amazing. And, and you, they have those trackers now and all those like those Fitbits, and they're just like, here's how many kilometers this guy covered in the course of a game. You're just like, I didn't do that in two weeks. So <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's incredible to watch. Uh, tickets can be gotten through TicketLeap.com, uh, so you can be a part of the you know the whole thing. It's it like uh, <clears throat> like Adam was saying in the river end and be a part of the the yeah. craziness of it all. Um, did I read correctly that uh, you guys have some uh, presentation for us today or something like that? No? Okay. It says that oh. we were going to be uh, honorary members. Oh, yes, yes, okay, yes. I'm go. sorry, yeah. I, Does this involve bloodletting? I, I, was, <laughs> I was at the Sixers last night. I apologize. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, no, we wanted to make everyone here honorary members of the Sons of Ben. Hey. I think we've had it once before, but I think that uh, it may have lapsed. So yeah, we're, no, we're now, your, your membership did expire. Okay, so this all right. Is, is there is anything we need to do? We need um, to take an eye there, test. There is a bloodletting plot. Oh, okay. Other than that, <laughs> but, no, but no, you get, get a knife. No, exactly right. Uh, no, uh, you guys are in. We know the passion of this show, so cool. it's a, this is a seamless transition. And I, I have banged the drum down there in the Sons of Ben section. Oh, yeah. It's pretty damn cool. Did you man. get tired? No. Okay. Well, I didn't do it for an hour. <laughs> oh, I mean, all right. You, you rocked played, it, though. I played a song. and uh, They and, asked me and, if and, I wanted to do it. I said, do you not know Preston's drumming <laughs> capabilities? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, very, very cool. So, and, and by the way, let me let me remind people that uh, the Sons of Ben get involved with a lot of charity as well. Uh, the uh, Help Kick Hunger, the Stash Bash, there's a whole bunch of different things you guys do. Oh, yeah. We're doing a uh, 50-50 raffle at this game. Um, we're benefiting uh, one of our local charities as well. So we, we love 
getting into well, first the community because we love Chester. Yeah, we know it's a it's a unique experience coming down to Delco <laughs> and coming down to Chester to hang out with us, and we like to give back to that area as much as humanly possible. It's great. It's great. I mean, we, you know, as, as equally as as proud as we are of the team, we're proud of what you guys do over there. You yep. really make it a fun experience for anyone who goes. Well, thank cool. you. We're trying. We're trying. Well, thank you. And once again, it's uh, TicketLeap.com. Get those tickets. Uh, and it's the the unions playing Columbus, the Columbus crew, on Saturday at uh, 7.30. And uh, let me see. Weather, weather, weather. Looks good. No rain. We're going to get rain today and tomorrow, but tomorrow should be solid for the game. And even if it rains, it doesn't matter anyway, yes. right? You guys have fun regardless. Yeah. yeah. Right. Nice. Rain's never stopped anyone. I believe it. I believe it. All right. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Philadelphia Union, Sons of Ben. Hey, I want to ask you guys about uh, last night. You had that uh, event with uh, Brent Selleck. It was a great time case, right? Yeah. At Worldwide Stereo in Ardmore. Yeah, so they're in Montgomeryville uh, and then Ardmore. I was glad to be at the Ardmore location because it was, uh, you know, from 6 to 8. And so it was, uh, you know, for as far as traffic was concerned, yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. great for me. But, man, what an amazing showroom. So the first thing I noticed when I walked in there, Steve, was the TV in the mirror. And that was actually the first thing that Brent Selleck had noticed. He walked right up to that. So it, 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 the tech there, and this is what we were talking. This is, it was a mandate. So we were talking tech. We were showing off some of the stuff at Worldwide Stereo. Bob Cole and the whole crew was over there. Brent came by, you know. But you're right. The second Brent walked in, Preston, there's a mirror in this in the Ardmore store. So it looks like just a mirror. Mm-hmm. But you go over, you 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 touch it. And a uh, that TV screen comes up, or basically a computer interface for your Facebook and all that stuff. And Brent was transfixed, and he was—he's a big tech dude too, because he's building a house right now. Yeah, what we found out last night was that when Brent had basically first started college, his parents put a like a, a movie theater in their house. Yes, um, and he was. He was going away. He didn't get to enjoy he, Only when he came home. But he, he didn't get the full enjoyment yeah. out of it. He got a little bit of it, but he's the oldest of all the kids. So he was able to go back to it. But uh, so when he went to the Philo Farnsworth Theater, that um, that experience was was not, you know, uh, new to him as new as it was to me. That was amazing. That that theater in there, Steve, if you can talk about that. Yeah. So this is what I think maybe the one of if not the only one in the country that's that's to such ultra high specifications as far as there's no IMAX theater that is it's superior in sound. I mean, when you sit in there and we we did test stuff like Preston, the first race in Ready Player One. Yeah, we did uh, uh, the uh, uh, the Stones concert the, with the uh, is it the Gimme Shelter concert where they had all the celebrities and you, yeah, with they had you two and, and Fergie and yeah. the whole thing. So we did that. And then I said, well, I said, listen, if you really want to blow out the system and show what it can do as far as placement. The first attack in Master and Commander. Oh, yeah. And, man, they were crapping themselves. He'd actually be ducking. Yeah, You know, yeah. From reacting from those cannonballs hitting. Yeah. And it was it was just great. And, you know, I want, I want to thank also, Preston, uh, uh, the folks over at Ardmore uh, Primo Hoagies. They're listeners of the show, big fans, and they, they dropped off food. So yeah, that's so, awesome. Great. So at the end of the... Uh, the... I guess you could call it an event. Uh, they had a, a Gran Turismo competition between all the, the winners there. And I'm going to give a shout-out or a shout-out to uh, Dennis Wells, uh, who won the whole thing. And he got to beat Brent, who's, <laughs> yeah. who's pretty good. So Yeah, so so he beat all the other listeners over there. This guy, Dennis Wells, we ended up winning an autographed helmet and yeah. stuff. And then uh, and then he got to play Brent, and apparently it was it was neck and neck until the very very end. At the end of the race, they they were like right next to each other. And then this guy Dennis ended up winning the whole thing. Steve, you know how we always say that Kathy could probably live in a Target or at least camp for a night. Yeah. Do you think you could do that at Worldwide Stereo? <laughs> <laughs> no question. I honestly, when they were blowing out the stuff, I said to Casey, I said, "You've been up in my setup." 
So all my stuff comes from Worldwide. The other the other night I was watching a movie and I have the new the SVS, which is the big subwoofer, the big mofo. My wife came downstairs and, you know, she has a bathtub sitting on tile up in her bathroom. It had moved off the tile. Oh, my God. Yeah, from the vibration. <laughs> No. Mountain turned down a bit. Yeah. I said, and I was watching Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> no, I mean, clearly, when you, when you walk into the store and, and you look at the showroom, like, all right, there is a lot of really nice high-end stuff here. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't let that deter anybody from going no, in there. No, no. I mean, listen, they, they have totally affordable, you know, great stuff. But the thing I want to point out most is uh, the people there that are that are selling you these items know what they're talking about. Right, yeah. Now, for instance, I was in a, a big box store not that long ago, and I had a 17-year-old high school senior showing me around <laughs> and, and showing me the ropes, as opposed to somebody like Bob Cole, who has been doing this for 40 years. Gets consulted on the design of the stuff. Gets consulted on the... I mean, he he builds things. That, you know, they, they have these big, you know, consumer electronica conventions. He's like the keynote speaker. That's kind of the guy I want... You know, well, show you know, me the ropes. Bob has said he's uh, at one sometime is going to take me on one of these things, and I think yeah. we're going to make love. Yeah. Oh. I think so. Really? You're <laughs> kidding me? Uh, yes. Oh, I wanted to. Thank you. <laughs> I really like this TV set. I want to give you a handy. Oh. Huh. Huh. Wow. My name is Samsung Sony. I'm a transfer student from Japan. <laughs> you just got a free TV set. <laughs> Uh, I well, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was great time. time. Great time. And, and I, I love the mandate stuff like that. We and we need to do more things like that because it's. Uh, and there was a a wife there who wanted for her husband. Um, well, cool. you know what we need to do? Uh, something that we have neglected upon doing. Yeah. And that is, uh, we need to critique Bill Weston's radio program <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> oh, all right. As he filled I, in for yeah. Pierre Robert. I um. We're gonna air what we call in the business air check him. So we have three studios in a row right here. We're in the President Steve studio, and then uh, behind us is the main MMR studio, and then behind that is the Booth studio. And I was doing some audio work in there yesterday, and uh, while I was doing that work, I couldn't hear the on-air signal, but I could look through the window and watch Bill. See the gestures? Oh, my God, Kathy. I couldn't even see his head, but I could tell he was on air. And Casey, I... You just assume that Vogue is playing in the studio, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Casey, I thought about taking video, but like I didn't want to be a jerk about it, you know, because he he was working. He was filling in for Pierre, who couldn't be here, who was sick. But man, was it entertaining just to watch him move his hands and and do what Bill does. Is he here? Because I feel like he should have to sit through the critique like we have to sit through his. (laughs) He's our Beto O'Rourke, you know, with his hand gestures, the same deal in flailing. But Preston, I heard him. So I was sitting back in... Uh, our office, and a lot of times you can hear Pierre, but occasionally you'd hear a flare up like, <laughs> but uh, you know what? And I got some people who tweeted out and, and sent messages. Bill's good on air. He's right. he's, oh, yeah. he's totally Bill. Well, let's find out. Right. I have these clips here, and uh, we'll start with this one, which was one minute and one second long. Uh, we're gonna, you know, we got to go for time here as well. Wow, oh, right, yeah. tight and bright, right? You know tight and bright. Yeah. Uh, more platter, less chatter. All right. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> There's no way we're going to go through all these. No. And, no. But, well, let's, right, let's they, play the first. It depends on how they are. Here we go. 93.3 WMMR. Okay. Hold on. We wish Pierre well. He's taking the day off. He'll be back tomorrow. It's okay. Things are going to be fine. We're going to play lots of music. And we're going to give away a pair of tickets to see the Black Keys. How's that sound? 
They're coming to town later this year, and you can win them before you can buy them right on this very program. My name is Bill Weston, kind of trying to figure things out, but I figured let's get off to a good start here, give away some tickets to the Black Keys, and qualify you to see them in uh, Miami later this year. We'll fly you down there, put you up in a hotel for a couple of nights, get you to meet the band before the show. Very cool experience. But to see them here in Philadelphia, tickets are going on sale this Friday, I believe. Uh, you can win them right now. 215-263-WMMR. All right, don't call now. This is a recording. Let's give away nine scene. tickets. Yeah. Uh, ten <laughs> sounds too desperate. <laughs> Do the um, tenth caller. Okay. Caller ten. Simple for you might simple have operators. Your, What's that? You might want to have your break thought out there, Bill. You know, you, <laughs> yeah, don't, you yeah. don't say things like, well, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah. You should not quite know. sure. I don't even know if we have these tickets to give away. You ought to know. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here at WMMR. Here's the new one from Black Keys. It's called Low High. Totally, okay, totally fine. And I, I think most of the breaks are on the. I, I asked Marissa because she scoped a lot of it. She said it's pr- pretty good. Okay. Well, let me ask you, though, Preston. Mm-hmm. 23 seconds in, that's when he. Uh, uh, he re- didn't identify himself. Identified himself. Yeah, that's a little late. Uh, you know, these people tuning in, they're tuning out. Uh, people want to know who you are. Exactly. They want to attach to the, to the music through the station. You're the one curating. And you, you want to add a human element to it. Yeah, a so. lot of people turn Live away. and local, Kathy. They're like, I don't know who this is. Yeah, they turn. Click. Click. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Somebody, see somebody doing that? Yep. I'm, I'm motioning with my finger. <laughs> you got to grab them. the button. Low-hanging fruit. Go the leg of the stool. Grab them by the low-hanging fruit. Grab by the low-hanging fruit. All right, here's the next clip. <laughs> Headlining MMRBQ 2019. That's Shinedown. Um, yeah, don't forget, it's an MMRBQ weekend. This weekend, we're going to play a lot of music from all of the bands playing in May and giving away. And he said MMRBQ, but he didn't identify the radio station. Uh, or himself. Or himself. Or What's going the, on here? You don't have here. to identify yourself oh, every single time. Every, so. but who what is doing? Oh, Bill's here. <laughs> this isn't Pierre. <laughs> Who is this guy? You don't say your name every break. It gets, you know, kind I agree. of like... Yeah. I agree. But you but you ought to use the uh, uh, the call letters and positioning statement, usually. No, you don't need to. In the advent of PPM, you don't need to say it first. Oh, you, say it, you, say it, you should say it once during a break, but it doesn't have to be first. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Here we go. Some tickets to the show. Join oh, the... Join I the hate this. It's like, I'm thinking of your, like, St. Louis broadcasting school air checks uh, with a pizza. It's like, uh, and how much you must well, hate to hear that you every did time. Hear us. Hold like, on. We did say you, you're, you're a good... You're good on air. Nobody likes but, to hear themselves yeah. on the air. Oh, wait, yeah. Speaking of that, of Preston's tape, you did call somebody a cool cat. And is, yes. don't you say that in one of your, uh, yeah, your yeah, clips? Yeah, Joe Satriani. He's, yeah. watch, he's a something cat. Watch out, watch for, out cat. for him. Yeah. Watch out for him. Yeah, I heard Bill yesterday. Oh, this cat really yeah. knows how to play guitar. This cat really knows how to play guitar. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, Bill said cool cat best tasting little morsels I have ever had in Somebody said you said tasty morsels yesterday. No. Did you? Did I? I don't think. How long has this been going on? I've been off. Wait, no, just about five it's only your second break of like 15 of them that we have here. So. Now you want to move uh, on? It's, it's okay. Yep. Bill Weston is in for Pierre. He's taking the day off today. And uh, my favorite comment that I've received about my performance thus far is uh, the, guy, the guy. One guy says, come on, Bill. We know you want to take your shoes off and walk in the grass while you're on the show today. And then there's another one that says, it sounds like the janitor stopped in and took over. That's great. Thank you very much. All right. Um, congratulations to Rosie Thus. A little self-deprecation. That's nice. Good. People like Langhorn. that. Yeah. She picked up a pair of tickets to see the Black Keys uh, before they go on sale Friday. He did right. refer to Hands himself in the-, in the third person, though, by the way. He didn't say this is Bill Weston. He said Bill Weston is per- is in for Pierre Robert. It's a little bit. That, that is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Third person references are not good. I'm starting to perspire. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Bill Weston's here. 
Bill Weston likes the music. Bill Weston to the rescue. Why don't you write Bill Weston and let Bill Weston know how he is doing here? BillWeston.com. Yeah. Oh, my God. We should put the lacrosse guys on again. Bill Weston got the sport wrong. We're all still right here. Fang is about to. I just got my ass kicked by a mascot. You want to move on to the next one, Press? All right, go ahead. not much there. All right, here's the next one. This one's two minutes long. Oh, my God. What are you talking too much? Oh, 93.3 WMMR. Very good. I'd like to read from Bell, Book, and Candle. <laughs> Audio slave. Took you four seconds. And you hear Chris's voice, and you just reminded about the sadness, you know, of losing, moving, losing such a uh, talented and uh, friend of the station, too. Another one was Chester. Talented and friend of the station, okay. Who yeah, would good. be celebrating his 43rd birthday today. Um, so we're going to do something special on vinyl for that. Workforce Blocks are coming up at noon. We've got The Clash, uh, Dave Matthews Band, and Metallica. Right. We'll put together some... yeah. <laughs> A couple of good teases there. Great blocks for you there. And, uh, yes, this is not Pierre Robert. It's Bill Weston. And we're going to just run on the ship, trying to keep things on an even keel. Want to let you know that portions of the program today are brought to you by Planet Fitness. You can get the Planet Fitness Black Card and bring a workout buddy with you every visit. There you go. So we back some you good music. You have a good voice, Bill. Yeah, yeah I, though I'd, I'd, I'd recommend against using nautical terms like even keel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sound kind of raspy. And no, I, you, like, you have a good voice. You really do. You're like the cool church reader. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I did, I noticed some a lip smack and a and a hard consonant. You know where you try to draw out a hard consonant. Were you having fun like, from that? And uh, a cake, you know, where you like draw hard consonants. It's like I hear part-time jocks do it all the time. Yeah. And they, you know, soft I, consonants. What, you what's can... your biggest pet peeve from from a jock? What do you? What just drives you crazy? Oh, that's a good question. <sighs> they say the same thing multiple times, and right. it takes the break. Oh, it's like, look, if somebody's listening, they're going to hear it the first time you say it. But if you repeat it, it's like they're not listening anywhere. They're like half listening. They got, right. They're in the car. They're distracted, whatever. And the radio is just on. But if somebody's engaged and listening to what you have to say, they'll hear it. So say it once the best way you can. You just said that for the second time. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> One nothing case. <laughs> I'll say this, though. Uh, we have a stellar collection. Of 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 jocks, we do. You know? I mean, honestly, and you know, like like, and and I, you listen to the economy of words of like, um, Sarah does a great job with her word economy, and and uh, you know, Pierre obviously is she Pierre. leans a little too heavily on that Slayer drop. You know, other than that, I really like what she does on the air. <laughs> I like this. Always... Critiquing during yeah. his critique. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, I'm nice guy. Like Jesus was a nice guy, but his feet were dirty. <laughs> <laughs> This person writes in, he's no Robin Lee, but he did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Sarah, Sarah's a yeah. very well thought out jock. She mm-hmm. knows what she wants to say. So that's that. she's very, very good in that. Lord regard. God Almighty, very powerful, but I'm not so sure about jellyfish. <laughs> Here's the thing: like, like a, a novice jock will try to, uh, to try to add too much and will uh, say things like, you know, um, uh, it's uh, 45 degrees right now, downtown outside, you know, and I hope all you guys out there are enjoying this day today. 
where you can just say, hey, it's 45 and uh, we're having a good time today. Yeah, yeah. And just cut it down to that. We used to have a memo in this one radio station I was a jock at. It was called the Saturday Format. And it's basically how jocks would tell would take 20 seconds to tell you that it's Saturday. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. But, I mean, you you uh, there is a level of pressure uh, that is hard to, if, if you're um, even remotely terrified of public speaking, mm-hmm. and there you are without any feedback or anybody to talk to or bounce over, what we do here conversationally, it's a, it's a whole other art oh, to, yeah, to yeah. being a standalone when, jock. When you're by yourself and it's you and the audience and the microphone, you're very exposed. Um, you When you say things, if, if you say something unintentionally or make a mistake, it is magnified in your own head ten times. You don't have Casey there to, like, you know, yeah. jump all over yeah, yeah, it yeah, and yeah, make yeah. fun of it. Yeah. Right? yeah, and then you have to continue talking, and while you're continuing talking, you're thinking about the mistake you just made. Yeah. And it's easier to make more mistakes that way. It's it's hard. It's it's more difficult than it than it seems. Miles like, Davis, like most jobs are. Miles Davis has this line. It's like, it takes a lot of practice to play like yourself. Right. right? Yes. So for, a, for a, I use that line with part-time jock uh, feedback. It's like, just sound like yourself. Be natural and be enthusiastic, but don't hype me. Don't try to sound like someone you're not. All right. Uh, here's the next one. Here we go. Oh, we got to do we're more of this? One more. Oh, we'll do one, one more. more. Six more. So cool. I love that song. The Raconteurs on 93.3 WMMR. And the first time I heard that play in the station, uh, Preston debuted it and uh, was insightful enough to say it's it's all about the Beatles drive my car. And it's like, yeah, Sunday driver. Yeah. Get it. Cool. Good stuff. Rolling through a music marathon. There's some pumpkins on MMR. Yeah. Oh, the Western right. Likes. All right. Yeah, that was, that was a good break. How come you post? ended at two? Huh? Why did you end at two yesterday? Because I was, uh, I had other done? stuff to do, and Sarah was in. I said, Sarah, I'm about covering the last hour. I'll let you do uh, Lincoln Park on vinyl. So, uh, <laughs> Bill Weston's run out of words. <laughs> well, he's got to program two stations. No, it's a, it's a lot to do. Yeah, but it seems, when I pass by, it seems like you were having fun. I have not DJed in over 13 years. I would love to try it. I was terrible to begin with, but I would, uh, I'd like to get a... Another go at it. Well, well, I was, wow. Would, yeah. you, uh, would you book him on sure, the weekend? Sure, sure, absolutely. Okay. I think well, here, I'm... let me try and front sell this one. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. It's Casey Boy here coming at you with the greatest band ever walked the earth. This is Third Eye Blind, Semi-Charred Life. Semi-Charred Life? Uh, you know, I... <laughs> It's the first attack. I, I got to dip in, Preston. Hey, it's a great story that's about like this. Apparently, the guy got set on fire during a fuel leak. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're <laughs> dipping while you're doing... I'm a multitasker, Preston. <laughs> sure, I got a lot of tobacco in my mouth. <laughs> Let me try that again. Oh, my God. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. is Casey Boy here, just puking right at you. <laughs> yeah. This is Third Eye Blind. Semi-Trumped Life. MMR rocks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah you want to hit the uh, the post. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Well, uh, anyhow, you're uh, you're off today, right? No, uh, no air shift. Pierre's Pierre back, back, thankfully. Okay. He had his and, eyes uh, put back in. We thank and he's all our, good. our gracious uh, listeners for uh, giving me the opportunity. Pierre, wait a minute. Broadcast day. We have a listener who did want to comment on something you said yesterday. Hi, Kenny. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Kenny. <laughs> hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? what? What's up, buddy? Yeah. Uh, I just remember hearing Bill go. And now, big juicy block of metallic. <laughs> did you say that? I probably did. 
Yeah, you got to find that one. <laughs> <laughs> Big right. juicy block of metallic. We'll we need that. Yeah. Thanks. That. I wish I could have come up yeah. with another modifier other than juicy. <laughs> All right, whip it out. We got some Metallica. All right. <laughs> By the way, somebody texted and said, if Bill would have said Santa's got to go when he signed off, I would have pissed oh, my pants oh, you, you missed a perfect out. Yeah. I, I think that's yours. That's, okay. that's your All thing. Right. Right. When, what was your shift when you were Wild Bill? That was afternoon. Okay. Afternoon drive. <laughs> <laughs> Those days are long gone, right? <laughs> did you work all over the clock, though, throughout your career? Because I did every shift on uh, on the clock. I started overnight, yep. yeah. right? And then did 7 to midnight. That's when then... you were Wild Bill after dark. <laughs> I was Scott Reynolds. Scott in, Reynolds? In Erie, Pennsylvania. Really? Oh. Yay! Had a singing jingle. I should find Scott Reynolds on K104. Yeah, one of those. Why Scott Reynolds? Oh, because some guy thought it was like this waspy, like non-offensive, non-ethnic name. The rest of Scott Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, the very Italian Bill Weston's out. You know, was it was it a top forty format? Yes. Okay, so let me ask you this: When the jingle would sing your name, and there's usually like a little pause, and then the call letters are sung. Would you say, Scott Reynolds, hey, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I, no. would do, I would do that. I wish I wish I had the, the guts to do that. The pre-D did just like, run the thing, okay. run the song. Right. Shut Keep up. It tight. I yeah. would jump in during my Kenny Knight jingle. Did, right. you, yeah. did you see that Rachel, used to work, uh, who used to work here uh, for the MM Army, she is out doing a radio show somewhere, but that uh, I guess maybe they changed her name or whatever. So it's... Yeah, it's Rachel Rocks. Okay. R-O-X-X. Cool. No, no, just R-O-X, I think. X-X-X would be something different. She texted me, and uh, yeah, she she got critiqued the other day by the PD. Apparently, she said D pick, but she didn't say D. Oh no, she said the actual word. She didn't get in trouble or anything like that, but that was her first well, air She's shot. in Kansas. <laughs> uh, Marissa, she wants us to play this last break, and then we gotta we gotta move on. All right, Sam's, Sam's gotta, gotta go. go. All right, here we go. C three WMMR, one of the announced bands for the fiftieth uh, Woodstock. Um, conflagration that's going on. In- conflagration. Conflagration. I don't know. Is that a word? It's it is. Right. conflagration. Is it conflagration? Thank you, Steve. And it's, um, it's conflagration a, uh, that's going on in like a- uh, outside Ithaca, New York, this summer. A big explosive fire. Complete details and on the lineup and such at WMMR.com. Uh, let us continue our music marathon. There's Bush and MMR. That uh, big analingus that's going on. Conflagration. You added a syllable. I did. Conflagration. Well, it took me a which destroys a great deal. (laughs) I was, you know, you helped me uh, correct my mispronunciation of prostate. (laughs) Prostrate. I said it's prostrate. Okay. So is that why Marissa, that was the big finish, Marissa? big finish. All in all, I give Bill a solid B. A solid B. Solid B, for sure. Thank you very much. And because it was last minute, you did it. Solid. Yep. Bill Weston, man about time. Glad to help. He is our, uh, he's our boss, and uh, he's a fellow job. He's sweating. Uh, <laughs> I know that feeling. Kathy, where do you get your blowouts? <laughs> he needs one. Yeah. Gravity. All right, we got to take a break. You know what? I am going to give away my uh, last t- tickets that we have for Clubber's K. Is that all right? Yeah, Alexis, buddy. Texas. Uh, she's performing tomorrow night at the Philadelphia location. She's in town tonight as well. In fact, three locations. Uh, you can go to clubberskate.com for information on all the performances. But let's take uh, the first four callers. you got to be at least 21 years of age, but this is for the Philly location of Clubberskate. 215-263-WMMR. The number will be back in just a moment. B5 coming up next. 
93.3 WMMR presents a killer co-headlining summer concert with rock trailblazers Alice Cooper. Friday, August 16th at BB&T Pavilion with Motionless and White. Pre-sale happening today at WMMR.com while supplies last. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. Ticketmaster.com. Win free tickets all this week with Jackson. Alice Cooper and Hailstorm, August 16th at BB&T Pavilion. Presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We got our first fully filled out bracket for Daily Rush Madness. And now I got to give a plug to uh, Jim Nyes over at Big Jim Sports <laughs> on uh, Twitter. And uh, he filled it out all the way. So if you want to fill it out, you certainly can do it. There's a print your bracket uh, thing. And uh, Jim surprisingly has donkey puke. Winning the whole thing. Donkey puke. Yeah, I didn't expect that. But listen, everybody's got their own favorites, and it, that's what this is all about. And we try to be um, cognizant of all the variations, whether something was just purely a stunt or wh- whether it was organically funny or whether it was in the moment. And then there are some people, Preston, who just simply love when you lose it mm-hmm. and and can't stop laughing. And So I'm, there's all the judging parameters. Yeah, and I'm sure that we've missed a few along the way. But you know what? That just leads it open for doing it again sometime yes. if we want to. Yeah. So it's all good. Uh, bizarre File, let's do this now. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. We spend so much time critiquing Bill Weston's show that we don't have much time for the bizarre. Uh, we gotta keep this short. I'm sorry. It's brought to you by the LLS. Big Climb Philly. Join Nick McElwain and Team Luke on April 13th for the LLS Big Climb Philly. Uh, Team Luke is going to be climbing 47 floors at the top of the FMC Tower to help find a cure to cancer. Join the t- Team Luke or donate at bigclimbphilly.org. Um, well, this was a shame. An Italian container ship bound for Brazil while carrying some 2,000 cars, including some three dozen Porsches caught fire and sank in the Atlantic Ocean just off the coast of France last week. They have pictures of it, Press, and the thing's engulfed in flames, but Mm -hmm. dear God, all those cars. All 27 crew members aboard were rescued by the British uh, military. The vessel ran aground southwest of Brest, France at a depth of 15,000 feet beneath the surface of the ocean. What's that? 15,000 feet? Can you go down 15,000 feet? Or like in the Marianas. In that area? Yeah, that's, uh, no, that's that it seems a little weird. Uh, so anyhow, Porsche... Con- centimeters. <laughs> uh, yeah. Porsche... It's con- actually a pond. ...confirmed that the doomed vessel was carrying four models of the uh, 911 GTS RS. Each vehicle carries a retail price of $293,000. Unbelievable. And they lost dozens of them. Uh, the company wrote a letter to his Brazilian customers informing them that they would reproduce the model, especially for them. They wrote, uh, Porsche ended the uh, 911 GT2 RS production in February, and under normal circumstances, it wouldn't be possible to give you another car. But due to the nature of the situation and considering that you're loyal and highly valuable customer to our brand, Porsche has decided to resume the production in Germany and your vehicle will be produced in April with delivery scheduled for June. So they're going to remake those even though they're ready to discontinue them. I mean, obviously they were insured, but... 
A lot uh, of work. A Texas homeowner who reported seeing a few snakes under his home actually had dozens of rattlesnakes oh. living beneath his house. Big Country Snake Removal, which was called in to help, said that the homeowner crawled under his home after strong winds disrupted his cable television service. He saw a few snakes <clears throat> and quickly crawled out and contacted the snake removal company. Workers later pulled 45 rattlesnakes Ooh. from underneath the house. It was straight out of Indiana Jones. Yeah, we have a... Uh... Audio of the snakes. If right. you want to hear, what listen this towards like. the end, and you'll hear them all uh, start to crawl under this house. Um, you can see there's a baby there, one there, there's one right in front of me here. There's several over there. There's a huge. You can hear them. There. There's some really big snakes in there. There's just snakes everywhere under here. Here we go. Those are rattles. So this is our first big one, big male. It's my nightmare. <laughs> Those are rattles from rattlesnakes. That's crazy. Uh, video shows numerous large snakes coiled up as workers use long poles to pull the animals out. Snakes <laughs> will be slithering out from underneath Texas homes as the weather warms up, increasing the risk of snake bites, by the way. All right, one last story. And that's all we have time for. Sorry about uh, you that. You know what, Press? What? At this point, it's all lost anyway. So go ahead. <laughs> Finish oh. it out. Well, I'll do. No, I'm going to do one more story. Right. Uh, and unless we need to break right now. No, no, no. I mean, it's already too late. So. Okay. Uh, so let's go with uh, this one. An officer with the Seattle Police Department is recovering after he was stabbed in an apartment building. Police were dispatched to an apartment complex after receiving reports of ongoing issues with a man. The man had reportedly wrapped raw meat around a neighbor's door handle, urinated on the <laughs> linoleum outside the door, and smeared toothpaste on the peephole. What? Yeah. That's great. Uh, tenants of the apartment complex told police the suspect's behavior had become increasingly erratic. The tenants told police the suspect was roaming a common area, and they were initially afraid to come out of their apartments to let the officers in. Imagine you're just trying to live your life, and there's this guy running around doing this crap. When officers approached the suspect's apartment, he emerged and began swinging a tactical knife, striking one of the officers in the face and arm, causing the two to fall through a locked hallway door. Police were eventually able to take the suspect into custody without additional injury to other officers. Uh, medics took the officer to the medical center where he was treated and released, and the suspect was booked on suspicion of three counts of assault with a deadly weapon. Any reason for wrapping the meat around the doorknob? I don't know. Yeah. I do not know. And there you go. That's what I have in uh, the Bizarre File. Let's take a quick break. Come back in a second. Lesson questions coming up next. If you've been paying attention this morning, we will certainly find out. We'll also get trash and music news. Stay with us. What are you doing here? The one thing we know how to do. MMR rocks. I thought today was Wednesday for the longest yeah, time. I was under that impression yeah. as well, Steve, and that's uh, it's kind of cool when that happens. Oh, yeah. It's better this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to give away this trip for four uh, to the WB Shazam in Los Angeles in Hollywood. So that'll be coming up in just a little while. Oh, my goodness. We got one more of these to do. It's time. For Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness. I want to thank our um, imaging produ- uh, imaging production dude, guru, if you will. We call him Shoes, and he's the one that created this piece of audio that it's we great. play for these matchups for uh, our little event that we're doing. And I love this. So we have one more for you to go today in Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness. One more video for you to vote on. This time in the Gadzooks region, the two videos facing off against each other are Kathy's sexy traffic voice 
against Preston, almost named his daughter Tussie Bips. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many very passionate about Tussie Bips I saw. Uh, yeah, somebody said that they would literally crap themselves <laughs> if Tussie Bips doesn't win at all. So just to remind you, and you can go to uh, WMMR.com and you can see the full videos and then vote on them, which I recommend you do, but just to... Just to refresh your memory, uh, I'll play a short clip of each one of these videos. This is uh, Kathy's sexy traffic voice. Here we go. Take you upstairs and not do anything to you. Okay. <laughs> Ew. I'll take you upstairs and leave you fully clothed and go to sleep. <laughs> mm. Before I clean up a little bit. Mm. Lay down. Before you walk into the room, I'm going to lay down a, a, a sort of a tarp to run. Go walk to the bed so you don't leave footprints in the carpet. Mm. <laughs> Kathy had started off a, a traffic break in yeah. kind of a voice like this. You forgot to do traffic. And it led to uh, Steve in a very sexy bedroom scene with Kathy and what it would really be like. Well, you called you called her. I said, well, that was, that was sexy. And then Kathy, of course, she goes, ew. Ew. And then it led to that. All right, that's going to be facing off against Tussie Bips. Here's a click, clip from that moment. If there was a rhyming scheme that led to something yeah. that was dirty, you'd want to stay away from that. Like, you wouldn't, other- you wouldn't name her Tussie. <laughs> that was with a T. Tussie? Oh. Where did you get Tussie? It's about naming a child that has uh, a rhyming name with something that you wouldn't want to happen. And so, Tussie Bips. Eventually is what that led to. So vote for these videos. Vote for them. Let's find out what the champion is in a few weeks from now. Uh, it is President Steve's Daily Rush Madness and uh, all the information at uh, WMMR.com. As soon as you sign on, you'll see it. All right, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Nick Offerman. He's going to be performing at the Met on November 2nd. And here's the question. I even said earlier probably what it would be. Uh, name one of the two. Uh, name one of the two of the characters. Uh, this is worded incorrectly. Name one of the two characters from Steve's description of modern day soap operas. And in fact, there's a, there were there were four of them. Yeah. But let's get you. Let's uh, name name one of them. Two one five two six three WMMR. Uh, name one of the characters from Steve's description of modern day soap operas. If you're listening, you know the answer. You should call right now. Let's see if you know. And we're going to do the trash while you are calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by the AC Beer and Music Fest. Listen up. Craft beer lovers, foodies, and fans of Atlantic City and the Beer and Music Festival. The AC Beer Music Fest is hosting the first ever Atlantic City Beer Week, the 25th through the 31st of this month. Visit acbeerfest.com for more information. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Jenny McCarthy revealing in a tell-all book about the view that Barbara Walters and Whoopi Goldberg waged a constant battle backstage. McCarthy, who spent just a year on the show, says that both sides would constantly blame the other for their paint-peeling farts. (laughs) Oh, my God. 77-year-old Robert Kraft's legal team working overtime to make sure video footage of him being serviced in a Florida massage parlor is never seen. Kraft's lead attorney is making the case that the video is actually a snuff film because Kraft's penis is dead. <laughs> oh, my God. The Cash Me Outside girl, Daniel Bregoli, celebrating her 16th birthday and improbable hip-hop career as Bad Baby by buying herself a $30,000 Rolex watch. Bregoli says the watch is so beautiful that she's actually considering learning to tell time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Um, Excuse me, name uh, one of the characters from Steve's description of modern-day 
Soap opera, 215-263-WMMR is the number. And I will go to, let me see here. Yeah, let's go to Gus and see if we can get it. Hey, Gus, good morning. Good morning. All right, Gus, do you know one of the characters from uh, Steve's description of modern-day soap operas? Yeah, it's Lance Cliffface. Rance Cliffface, yes, correct. Yes, you got it. Lance Rance. Hang on a second, Gus. Correct answer is going to get you a pair of tickets to see Nick Offerman at the Met on November 2nd. Tickets are on sale tomorrow at uh, noon via Ticketmaster.com and the Met Philly. The other names besides Rance Cliffface <laughs> were Dr. Jake Brick, uh, Chip Granite, and Nunzio Rock. <laughs> so those are your soap opera <laughs> names. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Duncan. Fuel your day with iced coffee from Duncan. Duncan now has $2 medium iced coffees all day long. America runs on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Participation may vary, and it is a limited time offer. All right, so 21 Pilots, Bring Me the Horizon, Chevelle, and The Strokes are among the artists confirmed on Wednesday for this year's edition of Lollapalooza Festival. Uh, And that is scheduled to take place from August 1st through the 4th at Grant Park in Chicago. Uh, Some 181 acts were announced with uh, daily lineups to be unveiled later. Also among the artists confirmed to perform are Slash, Death Cab for Cutie, Perry Farrell's Kind Heaven Orchestra, The Revivalist, Tenacious D, Ariana Grande, Childish Gambino, Casey Musgraves, Hozier, and the Chainsmokers, just to name a few. That's a hell of a lineup. That beats the crap out of uh, Woodstock, I think, personally. But you I know. mean, these, these shows are so jammed. Yeah. But, I mean, they they changed it. They've made it, you know, it's, been, it's had a, a home in Chicago for several years yeah. now. And uh, since they've made it a multi-day event, they, and they have, I don't know, Marissa, you've been there. How many stages they have going on at any given time? Four or five or something like that? Oh, God. There's always two main stages that are going on, so there's always two acts. Usually, like, the hip-hop and the rock act will be yep. at the same time. Um, but there's probably four to six stages plus, like, two tenths okay. at the same time, too. It's right. it's my favorite festival. Okay. Really? Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? They usually stagger their times a little bit. So, like, if you have basically two headliners going on at the same time, you'll at least be able to check out a little bit of, of each of them. Yeah, right. of both. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Four-day passes are on sale now at Lollapalooza.com. $340 for four-day passes. That's, that's okay. not too bad. I've seen much, much worse. One-day ticket going for $130. They're not yet available. But, you know, for that many bands, you know, that's not a bad price. Honestly, and if you're going to go do something like that, and I rec- if, you can pull to- if you're going to pull together the money for that, try to pull together the money for the VIP or whatever level above so you can get access to bathrooms. Yeah, exactly. Or you can go to the MMRBQ for like $30. Yeah. How about that? Uh, hang with cool. us. Uh, Metallica fans have taken to Twitter to express their outrage after the pre-sale for the band's upcoming S&M2 show with the San Francisco Symphony, uh, it ended within seconds due to bots grabbing up all the available tickets. Bots! Not cool. Uh, members of Metallica uh, of Metallica's fan club were supposed to be given the opportunity to buy tickets a few days early, but it was reported that the tickets began showing up instantly at StubHub before fans had a chance to view their pre-sale opportunity. Listen to this. 
Fans reported signing in at exactly 9 a.m. Pacific time and being unable to purchase a single ticket. While tickets went on sale at StubHub via resellers at prices ranging from $300 to $16,000 for one ticket. $16,000. How is this? For a goddamn ticket. How is this still legal? I still don't. Understand there, this has. This is obviously something that is. Uh, this is not right, and this is something that needs to be investigated. How can through the use of bots can you completely block out an entire fan base? And I way, mean, and honestly, what I, do robots want to see music for? Yeah, I still don't understand StubHub and how you're allowed to pay, how, allowed to charge that much for a ticket. I still don't get it. People have tried to explain it to me. It happens all the time with music, with sports, whatever it may be. It's it's garbage. It's scalping. It's, yeah. scalping, it's scalping what used to be illegal. I don't understand. Uh, the one-off September 6th event will see Metallica join forces with the orchestra for the first time in two decades for the opening of San Francisco's new Chase Center. You know what me Especially when you show up at an event and you, they start wheeling up to you with their bleeping lights and their claws. Yeah. <laughs> it's I know. the bots. I know, yeah. Tickets for the show. Tickets for the show. And they're tickets for the show. Always taller than you, too. Absolutely. And they're, and they're intimidating with they're their laser guns and their tracking devices. In front of you at the show. And... Tickets for the show. Yeah. Tickets for the show. But, it, all right, so is StubHub the one that's creating these bots? I don't know. I, Are those honestly, the ones behind Casey, it? I heard they came from a ship that crashed in the Mojave Desert. Oh, right, right. Concert bots. With their, what'd you say? They have their, their claws. Uh, their claws. Yes. Metallic claws that click. They make that intimidating clicking sound. <sighs> Everything about it is it's just, just scary. Scary, I agree. That's exactly the word. And then they all run on like tank treads, right? Right. Yeah. Tickets to the show. Tickets to the show. Tickets to the show. They ride around on tank treads. <laughs> <laughs> They're clicking claws. You know, well, of course, it may not. You may just be walking by, and you're so scared, assless that you're. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Yanni. Yeah. 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 I'll yeah. buy him. Tickets to Yanni. Tickets yeah. to Yanni. Sure. And you can see in the screen that's on front of them that you're in their crosshairs right, on their right. heat so seeking. Of course you're, you're going to buy. Of course you want you want to go home to your family. You want to be vaporized? By these concert bots? Uh-uh. Blink-182's commercial breakthrough album, Anima of the State, turns 20 years old this June. And the trio intends to perform the LP in its entirety to celebrate. Asked by a fan on Twitter if the group had any anniversary plans for the record basis, Mark Hoppus replied, yes, I think we're going to play the whole thing in its entirety at uh, Back to the Beach, celebrate 20 years. Back to the Beach is a two-day festival taking place in Huntington Beach on April 27th and 28th, and it is co-presented by Travis Barker, and so far is the only confirmed date at which Blink will run through Enema of the State uh, front to back. Uh, that was their third studio LP, by the way. Came out in 1989 and marked the debut of Travis as the drummer. Following departure of original member Scott Rayner, uh, it sold 15 million copies <laughs> Wow, worldwide and uh, generated the massive hit singles, What's My Age Again, All the Small Things, and Adam Song. I remember when that came out. Man, it just it took over. It did. You know, they were short, poppy, cool punk songs, and uh, they just... They just really took off into the stratosphere. Stone Devil Pilot singer Jeff Goode has revealed that the band is working on an acoustic record. Uh, Goode explained that the disc will feature some extra musicians and some extra parts and pieces and will be recorded later in the year. 
I uh, say so I'm not sure how long it's going to be yet. We're just getting into it, the writing of it, and we're going to be recording it here in little spurts and when we can, and it's going to be awesome, and uh, it, it's going to be totally different, a different side of Stone Temple Pilots. So an acoustic record from those guys could be coming out. Uh, and then one last story. Uh, we'll end with this one. Priscilla Presley. That's right. Reportedly wants to be buried next to her ex-husband, Elvis. On the grounds of Graceland. Uh, Priscilla, who is now 73, divorced Elvis in 1973, four years before his death in 1977. That's Priscilla, man. I love her, man. She remains active in uh, Elvis Presley Enterprises, of which her daughter, Lisa Marie, remains a 15% owner. I got to tell you something, Preston. The first that? time I saw her, man, I said, man, that is the hottest nine-year-old I've ever seen. <laughs> I was overseas. I was in a base in Germany, you know? That's right, yeah. And uh, in walks this little girl. And I say little girl because she was little. She was like three feet tall. Oh, my God. And I remember she said, but she acted like a 10-year-old. Priscilla served as a producer on last year's critically acclaimed Elvis documentary, The Searcher. An inside source. uh, If I were her honestly, and I don't mean this as any disrespect to Elvis, I think she should be buried next to Leslie Nielsen. Oh, (laughs) well, they were naked gun together. Yes, they were. Uh, She was pretty damn awesome. The uh, the whole nice beaver scene. Exactly. Is with her, so why not? (laughs) Uh, But an inside source, Priscilla still thinks of herself as Elvis's widow, and her rightful resting place is next to him. Uh, she wants an elaborate funeral ceremony at Graceland. She wants to be surrounded by photos of her and Elvis in happier times and for his music to play as they lay her to rest. Well, that's kind of wild because, um, you know, towards it wasn't that that was um, abusive or they just they started to grow apart. Yeah. And then she had an affair with one of his Memphis mafia guys. Yeah. Well, he was banging everything that yeah. walked for crying I'm totally afraid of my uh, Elvis, Tell her, man. Elvis is buried on the side of Graceland Mansion in Memphis, also interred at the Meditation Garden. That's what I had inside of me. It was compacted, a turd. Oh, <laughs> it, it was an interred. It was an interred. <laughs> Just stayed inside there, man, wouldn't come out. And I hammered. It was an interred. Uh, That's what you're talking about, right, man? Well, sure, for yeah. you, Elvis, anything. It was white. Uh, also, that turd was white, man. You never uh, see that. Also interred in the meditation garden. That's what I said. Which is open. <laughs> it's an interred. It's like an ingrown toenail. That's right, man. Oh yeah. It's like an ingrown hair. Yeah. <laughs> interred. Uh, the, the meditation garden is open to the public. Uh, also interred are Elvis's parents. Interred, right. That's what I had. Seeing that eye. Should I stop saying that? Well, I don't, what does it mean? What can you switch it with? Buried? Yeah, buried. Okay, buried. Okay, oh, now you. I got you. All right. <laughs> also buried yeah, in Yeah, med- bury me because I had an interred. <laughs> in med- what you got in there? <laughs> it's one of them interred. <laughs> it's like an Indian and Audi. You ever see that, man? Some people got a belly button that points out. Some people have turds that stay in. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My laughs are mainly silent today because I, I feel lousy. I have a headache. You still have a migraine? Oh, here. Let me give you some acid control pills for that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let me get through this. All right. Also buried yeah. uh, there are Elvis's parents, Vernon and Gladys. <clears throat> and his twin, Along, right? No, there is a, a plaque placed at Graceland for Elvis's stillborn twin, Jesse Guerin. Uh, he was buried in an unmarked grave in Tupelo, Mississippi. Oh. Uh, but there is a 
there's a uh, a plaque that's there. Uh, his grandmother is there as well, Minnie Mae Presley, uh, his paternal grandmother. Uh, the report claims that Scylla uh, has been dealing with her mortality since undergoing surgery last summer for potential skin cancer on her face. Ooh. Uh, the insider said uh, she has become a great deal more focused since surgery. She wants to get her affairs in order and reestablish the family bonds that she feels defined her. She's always a beautiful woman. Very much so. And I, I thought, actually, more beautiful as she got older. And uh, that means showing the world that she and Elvis will carry an unbreakable bond for all eternity. Her man. That's what she wants. All Her, right. me, and my turd. And <laughs> that's what I have. My in turd. That's your in <laughs> That's what I have in the Bizarre Pile for you. All right, no, it's not the Bizarre Pile. It's music news. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Alexa. Amazon's voice-activated personal assistant, Alexa, will take you right to MMR's brand-new skill. It's the easiest way to open the station live stream and our audio on demand. Simply say, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, A couple of thank yous and a couple of reminders. I want to thank Coach Fran Dumphy for being on our show this morning. Class act. Officially retired as head coach for Temple basketball, men's basketball, uh, but he's going to remain. He's going to he's going to be teaching, and uh, I think he'll be doing some consulting as well. Uh, should anybody need some advice from him, he's certainly a great guy to go to. You have that wealth of knowledge on campus; you'd be an idiot not to take advantage of it. Super nice guy, so we wish him uh, the best. And I'm sure we'll uh, talk to him again sometime in the near future. Also, thank you to Adam Booth, the co-captain of Sons of Ben. We are officially honorary members of Sons of Ben. We've been we've been re um, registered yes. as uh, honorary members. So, uh, but they got a game on Saturday, and it looks like it's going to be weather wise going to cooperate nicely. And uh, they're playing Columbus. Tickets are available for only twenty five dollars. You can be a part of the Sons of Ben tailgate party and uh, sit in the river end with those guys, and it's nuts. It it's, really is, it honestly. Is, it's a lot of fun. So we thank them for coming by. And I want to remind you of today's matchups in round one. Actually, it's the first uh, five rounds of our uh, Daily Rush Madness. We've taken our Daily Rush videos and we've grabbed the 64 that we think need to compete with each other. And uh, we now have them being voted upon. You can vote for the rest of the day. Uh, and it's uh, it's when we try. The, the, the matchups were Sir Strawming versus Bill West and Two-Face. Mm-hmm. Caitlyn Jenner's dinner, dinner party versus me making up the number Faye. Uh, Regis wants to bang your fillings out versus Lindsay Lowen's chicken finger party. Wigapalooza against FDR's knock knock jokes and Kathy's sexy traffic voice versus uh, me almost naming my daughter Tussie Bips. <laughs> so those videos are available now. And you may remember little chunks of each of those segments. But the whole videos are available for uh, viewing, and I think you want to do that because you may have forgotten there there are like two or three moments in each one of these that will add to the um, the likability of them. That's sage advice because a lot of times the crescendo for the um, the bit will come literally in the last six seconds of yeah. it. So, yeah. but but when you, when it frames it with the entire segment, some of them are like a minute and a half, and some mm. of them are four or five minutes. Daily Rush videos brought to you by uh, Punchline Philly, and also you can find the weekly Rush videos on Xfinity Live or not Xfinity Live. That's where we go to do the Camp Out for Hunger. <laughs> Uh, but it's on Xfinity. So, anyhow, uh, that's day number one. Yeah. We've got three weeks of this we're going to do. So, we're excited. And we'll give you the the results tomorrow of those uh, particular brackets and see how they shape up. 
Uh, Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man. Good day. How you doing today? Fine, thank you. How many fingers am I holding up? Seven. Okay, <laughs> yeah. very good. I held up three. Um, That's close. And, um... Steve, yeah. I wanted to say <laughs> he's looking right at me. Uh, Steve, you, you never look better. Looks different about yeah. you, but you look good. And Preston over there, you're looking good too. So you, the good news, if, if I understand correctly, no detached retina. I I I, bar- I forgot the thing, the technical description of what I have. But there's this gel that goes all the way around the eye, uh, around the inside of the eye, and then. Uh, sometimes it can get loose in the back. Right. Um, so it's a detached, some, I think it is. Interred, I think it's called. Interred. I think it is a detached retina, but it's not torn. And it, it's given me a giant floaty, um, which, um, well, Kathy, you know what you've talked yeah, about. Yeah, you know, I before. don't think, I, I think when your retina detaches is when you lose sight. So I don't think your retina is detached. Oh. Um, but maybe the maybe the gel is loose behind it or or whatever that is. But I don't think it's the retina. Okay, well, you're just you're just having to to let it mend naturally, correct? Right. It. Um, or are you doing IOPS? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do uh, seven uh, <laughs> IOPS and then uh, some some pull eyes. Pull eyes. All right. So we have here. No, we actually, oh, that's it. Vitreous. Uh, there's vitreous, something vitreous. Vitreous okay. detachment. Yeah. Thank you. Whoever so, pulled that up. Yeah. Uh, substance that fills the inside of the eye. The retina is a light-sensitive area in the back of the eye. A vit- That's it. A vitreous detachment is also known as a posterior vitreous detachment, which is mm-hmm. what I have. And that but, can kind of repair itself? Is that what they told you? Yes, if it wasn't torn. So uh, um, I had to go to my regular doctors over at Bell Eye Care, and then they said, all right, well, we... It may be torn, but we can't see. You've got to go to Will's Eye Hospital. Which is one, if not the best in the country. Yeah. yeah. And there's a little satellite office right down the street, interestingly enough, which is very cool. And uh, nice folks over there, including a lady named Paget who works behind the desk who says, say hello to Casey. I oh. went to school with him. Yeah, I graduated oh. with Paget. Yeah. Uh, very nice lady. I don't know what her married name is now, but. Uh, I don't. Does I, not matter. Trissy Bips. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so then this other doctor came in and he redilated me and um, then did all these things. He goes, no, it's not torn. I said, so what do I do with this little piece of hair that's in the middle of my eye that's continually floating around? Because that's what it feels like a like a piece. I thought it was hair in my eye right. when I first noticed this. We've all had that where there's and you can sort of see the image of it because it's obviously on your eyeball. And uh, and, and it's just annoying because it'll kind of kind of move around and come into the, the, the middle of your eye. And that's what you have? Well, I, I, even since when I was a kid, I had the little tiny kind of clear ones. Like, like, you could like see microbes the, almost yeah, or something like that. You could see yeah. them kind of out of the yep. corner of your eye if you kind of focus and if you move. Yeah. And then you don't pay any attention to them. And uh, that's, I think, I think we all have those to a certain degree. Yep. This is a big, thick one. It's a big, thick um, piece of hair and a cobweb right in the center of my eye. Well, there's an illustration of it up here, uh, Pierre, on the screen here, and it shows the eye, and there's a, the vitreous is obviously this uh, sort of middle meat, oh, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's so it's detached. The, the gentleman said, well... Um, it's like a membrane is what it looks like. One of the doctors said, detach. well, okay. when you're younger, these things stay together really well. And as we age, something, 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 and I began to feel like a 65 Chevy Impala. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, um, because, I, you know, I take very good care of the Impala, and yet every so often, you know... It blows a gasket. It blows a gasket. And so, um, uh, so 
apparently I let it heal on its own. And um, I, but if it had been torn, which I had to take yesterday off, um, then they would have had to do a laser yeah. fixing in the office. Which how's your vision right now? Do you still see it? Oh yeah, yeah. You still if see I close the thing? My, it's my right eye, and if I okay. close my left eye, I just see I see cobwebs and sugar plum fairies. All right, that's really no different than any other day. Than any <laughs> other day. All right, well, uh, I feel dilated. Pancake will uh, show you around the studio. No, he will. And He'll be all right. But by the way, what you guys did with Bill oh, was so, <laughs> so, so brutal and so priceless and precious. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the idea of giving him a grade at the end. Oh, my God. <sighs> a little turnabout on Mr. Russ. I love it. Fun, though. All right, well, he gave us a letter uh, yesterday. Are you aware of. I am. What the letters are. All right, let's do this. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. R as in retina. We got one more to go. We got a trip for four to give away the premiere of WV Shazam Thursday, March 28th. TLC, Chinese Theater in Los Angeles. And Shazam hits theaters April 5th. Uh, Pierre, before I ask you what you have coming up on your show, I do want to mention that we announced a painfully single mixer yesterday, and I haven't mentioned that today. Uh, it's coming up April 4th, 6 to 9 p.m. at the Great American Pub in Conshohocken, uh, presented by Miller Lite. And if you're interested in going, what you need to do is get in touch with us. You can go through to WMMR.com and uh, click on the contest page, and you'll find it right there, and we're taking entries that way. We will alert you if you are invited or not. So uh, go ahead and do it. We're just going to randomly grab a bunch of people. First we've done in a, in a while, so we're looking forward to it. $3 Miller Lite specials, music by DJ Huck Spinna, and prizes, like I said, from Miller Lite. Uh, light beer from Miller, everything that you've always wanted in a beer with more taste and less carbs. So go ahead and have at it. What's up on the show today, sir? Uh, we'll have more uh, tickets for the Black Keys coming October 14th, going on sale tomorrow. Uh, we will have uh, workforce blocks of Dorothy and live and a juicy block of Tool. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> juicy. It's going to be juicy. I love it. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. Preston Steve Show brought to you today by the AC Beer and Music Festival. Uh, AC Beer Week is March 25th through the 31st. ACBeerFest.com for information. Also brought to you by Mealy's Furniture, just what you're looking for. And uh, Timothy of Timothy Off Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing. Right now, you can save $30 on any repair. Tomorrow, wrapping up the week, a couple of comedians stopping by. We have Roy Wood Jr. in studio, and Tony uh, Hinchcliffe will be stopping by as well. So we'll spend some time with them. We'll do more of the uh, Daily Rush Rush Madness and uh, everything we have to give away, we'll give away. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, game. Bye-bye. Love you. Line. You know, there's a reason I'm parking all the way at the very end with no other cars around. But when, for some unknown reason, with a parking lot that has plenty of other spaces, you feel the need to park next to my car, you can go eat a whole bag of. Next message. If Oasis had a sister named Lynn, they would be Lynn No Liam, right? Linoleum. <laughs> Next message. My girlfriend's having an up day, and I just want to get her some And the line is a mile long! That is a bitch! 
The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. 